Welcome to Spiritual Debriefing. I am Daniel Meadows. Next to me, to my left, is not Jed. It is actually our first guest that we had. Second guest. That's right. Second guest that we had ever on Spiritual Debriefing. Mm hmm. Yeah. Corey Smith. There you go. Yeah, so welcome back, up, Corey. Welcome back, Corey. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be back. Glad to have um, you here. It's quite, it's, uh, quite a change. From the last time I was here. Yeah. Right. We were in a basement. <laughs> last time I was in the basement at my house. Yeah. I'm going to have to try to keep my eyes open now. Yeah. Right. This is just too comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Last time we were in a basement with like $300 worth of equipment. Now yeah. we're in a room on couches with like $3,000 worth of equipment. So we're yeah, coming you, up in the world. That reclines. So if you want to get yeah. more comfortable. Yeah. So you keep on this trend. We'll come back next year. We're going to have our own podcast room with like $30,000 worth of equipment. Cameras. Yeah, cameras, cameras and everything. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if anybody's ready for that one. <laughs> you just have to keep checking in every year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, we are too. I enjoy yeah. you guys. So enjoy listening to you. And I think it'll be a good discussion. So. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Well, well, I'm Derek. Hey, we got Derek. Derek. Good to see you. We have another doing? another guest with Whoa. us too. Is this because it's our one year anniversary? Maybe. Okay. It can be. It we can didn't. Be. We didn't plan it. No. We didn't plan it. Hey, it just why happened. not? Somebody just dropped off a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's babysitting for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jed's not here tonight because he's sick. So we have. Uh, Colby Amos, uh, Jed's stepson. There you go. Yeah. All right. What's up, yeah. Colby? Glad you're here, man. One of our youth at the church. Mm -hmm. Woo. Woo. All right. Representing the younger generation. Of course, I'm over here. Um, I did already push all the buttons, so I'm, I'm not pushing any more buttons and knobs, I don't think. Otherwise, I'm just hanging out. This is Ray um, taking care of business. And next to me, as always. I'm still Randy. Still Randy. <laughs> and I still don't know what you want me to say from here. It's all right, something Randy. You'll get email, there. Something about, let's just listen to everybody, all right? Okay, that's close. That's close. You're getting it. Don't worry. It's okay. For everybody out there, if you're listening, please like and subscribe. If you haven't already, uh, share the podcast with your friends. That is actually the biggest way that these things spread. It's all word of mouth. So just take that link and repost it and say, hey, if you like it, hey, everybody check this out. If you don't like it, say, hey, everybody trash talk these guys. I don't mind some bad comments. Let's do it. Uh, send us a message if you need to at contact at spiritual debriefing. You don't have to send it to me. You can send it to contact at spiritual wow. debriefing. Oh, changed yeah. it. Because everybody kept giving me crap about got, being, oh, being all. downgraded. <laughs> uh, funny, That's weird. Funny thing is in Google, you can do this thing where you can make a dummy email that just connects to your other email. So it's still coming to Ray at spiritual debriefing. But so either you way. Say, as a dummy? Hey, yeah, Randy, no, no, no. No, Randy. Randy, did you just see what just happened? We got to him. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. No, you guys did. You guys did. I mean, sorry. Right. He's still the only one of us that has his own email Correct. for spiritual debriefing. Correct. The Ohio yeah, Cowboy I, I told, off the pony. I told you guys, as soon as you guys want to start paying for it, too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Say, whatever he said, that's what I really meant to say. That's true. There you go. It's true. It's Minus true. all the we other gotta stuff. Get, we got to get some subscribers. I got to get that set up. I'll work on something so you guys, if you guys like us, you can subscribe. Maybe they can help pay for some emails for you guys. Then oh, okay. no, Those things maybe. aren't free. I'm just saying. They're not well, free. Ray, I do like you. Yeah, good. Well, Excellent. You said you guys. I huh. do like you. Don't yeah, like that's that. No, they need to like you guys. <laughs> oh, well, that's hard. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> right. Leave us a comment. Uh, again, share us. Yeah. Let's get started. All right. Randy's leading 
the discussion tonight, right? right. Yeah, he is. Charged. He did last week. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, last week. Is. Yeah, so I passed the torch on to somebody else. I did last week. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, Colby, what did you want to talk about tonight? Right. <laughs> okay, moving no on. <laughs> no pressure. I know you planned for a long time to be here. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing specific. I'm just, I guess I'm just glad to be here. Excellent. All Excellent. right. Yeah, Colby, Colby found out he was going to be on the podcast all of 15 minutes ago. So, Colby, <laughs> <Right. laughs> Colby, say analytics. Analytics. Okay. You're, you right. don't do it as good. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, he, but he can say it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but that don't count. What's wrong? How do I say analytics okay. differently? Okay. Oh, I don't know. You're not a professional yet, Kobe. <laughs> You'll get there. It's, I'll train it's him. my first time here. Give me a break. Excuses. <laughs> Derek don't like excuses. Training him. <laughs> <right. laughs> he knows Sorry, that. Derek. <laughs> how's, uh, how's school going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Pretty good. slow and boring, but, you know, it's still school. Yeah. Football? It's fun. Yeah, I don't. I don't get to play terrible lot, but you know, I still get to play. That's all right. Fun. You, you guys play got more a big next team? year. Uh, what? I was just saying, you guys got a big team. Oh yeah, just yeah. probably over 40, 50 guys. Gotcha. Yeah, it seems anyway. But it could play, be a whole lot less. You play the JV though, don't you? Yeah, I play most of the JV games, which is nice. That's quite a bit. Yeah. So no, what is that? Monday nights. Monday nights. Monday occasionally nights. Tuesday nights. But you get to hit people, so. I get to hit people and not get in trouble for it. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> the whole appeal of football. We've tried to tell you that for years. You wouldn't <laughs> listen to us. It's it's the best. No, nah, he finally got rid of badminton. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, then he went to football. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like golf, dude. Come on. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to play golf. I tried Maybe. once. That's fine. Maybe. Neither can Derek. <laughs> You're right. I love playing, but man, I just can't play. No, I, just... I, can't, I can't play. I hit a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Chase it down. I like, I like crashing the golf cart. That's, right. that's the best part. And, and buddy, I, I have taken lessons. Yeah. And lessons. And I still. That's I don't know what it that's is. That's a tough We game. can tell. It that's is. I mean, game. it is. I mean, you got to do the same exact thing every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. not repetitious. No. Tough sport. He mm. doesn't want to fall in line. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'd rather go out fishing than go golfing. Oh, yeah. Any day. We said hit the green, not the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Why do all these clubs have numbers on them? Yeah. <laughs> I did all the I did the frisbee golfing because I was poor and I couldn't mm. afford golf clubs. <laughs> so I went frisbee golfing, right? You buy one disc for 15 bucks, you're good to go. Right. <laughs> Just don't lose it. Just don't lose yeah. it. I actually found more. That was the that was the best wow. part. As I for whatever reason, I was always the, the lucky one. I'd lose I'd lose my disc in the woods, so I'd have to go find it because I only had the one. And then I'd be like, oh, this one isn't mine. When well, here's mine. And before long, I had like 10 discs, and I didn't buy a single one of them. I just kept finding them. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody out there wants to pick up a free sport, just go in the woods. All right. <laughs> Frisbee golf courses. Yep. Not an official recommendation from the church, though. Don't get lost in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for throwing that in yeah, there, just, right? Just, just a little, Appreciate that. Just a little Dis- disclaimer. Disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we actually did have a, th- a topic we, we did talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're just goofing around. Yep. Because um, we just we well we talked about it a little bit before, and uh, we wanted to get the other side, the other side of the perspective, right? right. You know, because we're all brothers in Christ here. We are. And uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how you put it into these different buckets that people put it in anyway. Um, I, I don't either because they don't quite line up. 
right? And and this is even from talking to people who say they're Catholics now, and you talk to some Catholics, and they're like, oh, no, we don't do the whole Mary, Mary stuff, and we don't do this thing either. Don't do that. You don't have to do that to be Catholic. And I'm like, well, they've done that for a really, really long time, <laughs> like over a thousand years. So, I mean, you know, yeah. but I don't, I'm not going to push her anybody. If you say you're a Catholic and you don't, you know, do venerate Mary, great, great. Right. Right. That's that's a step in the right direction in my play, mm-hmm. you know, and anyway, so we I, were I, I will say my aunt is a Catholic. And so she does still do all the old fashioned uh, the would how'd you put it? Divinitating, venerating, venerating, venerating. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She yep. does all that. The yep. Bloody Marys or whatever. Yep. Hail Marys. <laughs> Hail Marys. <laughs> I don't know how many of those Bloody Mary she drinks, but we're not calling her out. No, <laughs> we can't write this good, you guys. Uh, hey, we're glad uh, you're here, buddy. Hey, Ray, Ray. And Jennifer, Uncle Brad, if you're listening, please do not track me down. Yeah. You haven't edited in a long time. You no. might have to. Nah, we'll be fine. Uh, uh, yes, funny. Hail Marys. Hail Marys, yes. Yeah. That's what he meant. Yep, yep. The, yep. the Bloody Marys come after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's Corey. This is definitely Lisa's kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink anymore, but I do like to still have a nice, like, fake Bloody Mary. I just don't put the vodka in. It's spicy yeah. and all the other stuff in there. Mm. They're good. Good. It is. Isn't it is just good. tomato juice? Yeah. Get a grilled cheese sandwich and you're fine. Yeah. Pretty why, much. Why yeah. ruin the grilled cheese sandwich? So <laughs> <laughs> you had to dip it in there. But yeah, back on your yeah. yeah. So um, there are differences in in and and it, actually to be one hundred percent honest, right? The church that that I'm a member of is is part of the Southern Baptist Convention, and I didn't know that when I joined the church. Um, I wouldn't consider myself actually Southern Baptist. Um, for a few other different reasons, but that doesn't mean I leave this church. It doesn't mean we can't fellowship together. It doesn't mean right. that you guys didn't accept me into this church, right? The previous church I was at was a Reformed Baptist church. Now, does anybody know what the difference is? Because I'm actually not 100% sure on all of them either, right? I mean, there are differences, but... Yeah, because there's Independent Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, Reformed we, Baptist. We're we Missionary Baptist, too. There's Missionary Baptist. two different Missionary Baptists, ABA and MBA. I <laughs> see. There you go. I didn't know that. Uh, or B, ABA and BMA, uh, Independent Baptist, Free Will Baptist, Reformed Baptist, Southern Baptist, American Baptist. Um, there's like, last thing I, last time I looked, it was like 20 to 30 different types of Baptists. Oh, there are. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. cause we're clearly following what the Bible says, right? In first Corinthians verse one or uh, chapter one, verse 10. Now I plead with you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak all the same thing and there be no divisions among you and that you perfectly be joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. Right. We're following that perfectly. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. It's funny. Cause that's what, you know, when I moved here too, and that's why I asked, I'm like, why is there a church on every corner? And now I know why, mm-hmm. you know, one person gets mad, they start their church. Another person gets mad, they start another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is, I think sometimes we come down to this division, Yep. right? We call it, we cause this division within each other. And you just preached it right there. We need to come back to the word of God. Right, right. And so, together. and I will straight up say too, that some of the things I said on that last podcast are based upon information I've gotten from course prominent members of one division or another that you see online which does not necessarily mean that every single person of that denomination 
believes those same things, right? Mm -hmm. And and the more and more you talk to Christians of different churches, of different denominations, wherever they are, um, it's it, it's like I swear it's it's like talking to people like, oh, what'd you go to school for? Oh, engineering. What do you do now? Oh, I I drive a school bus. I mean, like nobody said <laughs> right. where there's where it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. Oh, actually, I, well, I was this, but I go to this church because I like the people, right? I mean, or whatever it is, you know. I mean, we we did we chopped around a bunch of churches when we moved to the area because we're very choosy. We want to make sure the doctrine is right and the you know we want to make sure it's right. I, I looked it up. Yeah, there's over sixty four separate Baptist just wow. Baptist denomination. Yeah. Just Baptist. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That is yeah. crazy. I like I like Roger's I won't, answer. I won't, I won't read them all, by the way. I like Roger's answer. What denomination are you? Uh, I, the one that Jesus is in. Well, and that's like... <laughs> yeah, well, that's the same thing as you. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Well, that's what, like with me, you know, like, yeah, I'm licensed, ordained in Southern Baptist, but I'm not Southern Baptist. Right. I'm right. a disciple of Christ. Because we go right. dancing. I'm just <laughs> I think they I gave that up a while ago, but I'm just you know, saying, like, yeah. I'm a disciple first. Yep. And yeah. then, you know, like, right. Cause there's no denominations in the Bible. No. Right. It's not spelled out that way. We're not no, supposed was, to there was do the them. church. Right. There the is the church. church. And, and to the credit, the issue does stem from the fact that like all people do, once we've understood the core of it, once we understand that, you know, Jesus is the reason. Mm -hmm. Jesus is everything. And, you know, that's the only, that's the main, main tenet of all this, right? That's mm -hmm. all you need to be saved. The moment you believe in Christ, you're done. The rest of it comes is what you want to do for yourself. But as humans do, we got that. We're like, okay, we understand that. Well, now let's, I'm going to use my own understanding to try to understand the rest of this, right? And there's a, there's a bunch of mysteries in here that I don't think we'll ever solve, but there's plenty of people out there who are going to convince you they've solved them and try to tell you, this is what this means, or this is what that means. And this is, you know, and so I, I think that's our natural tendency to, to be like, well, you misunderstood that one word, that one verse there. And so since you're misunderstanding, you know, maybe a couple of verses in the Bible, we're going to go start a whole different church mm -hmm. because we can't agree on what these couple verses mean, you know, which is, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, you know, we were talking, what was it? Maybe three podcasts ago about reformed, uh, Baptist. Mm -hmm. And we know that Corey is, you know, reformed Baptist. Calvinist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Calvinist, sorry. Reformed Calvinist. <laughs> Reformed Different Calvinist. than Baptist. Not much. Not much. Very close. And some people I don't some people you talk to, you couldn't even tell the difference, right? They wouldn't even know the difference. But right. well, it's funny because I used a lot of Calvinistic terminology the last time I was on here. And I expected to be kicked out. But I don't think any of you guys caught on to it. Well, because a lot of it's a lot of it's very similar, and if, from what I understand, from kind of digging into it a little bit, because I figured if we're going to talk about it in depth, I want to make sure I'm not misspeaking, or make sure I at least understand mm -hmm. what I can from my sure. perspective, and then also hope the, God, the Holy Spirit will step in and help a little bit more, because because yeah. I definitely need it. But there's again a lot of divisions come down to such. From what I can understand, the division between Baptists and Calvinists come down to just a couple of really. I don't want to say there are minor issues in the in the grand scheme of things. I know previously I'd said that, uh, from what I had understood, I thought all Calvinists were post millennial, but they're not. 
that's that's right. not true. Um, that's again because I've been you hear and what most of our listeners probably might know is people like James White. He is one of the most vocal and popular Calvinists who's out there. And then yeah. he's got his buddy who I can't remember his name oh, yeah. ever, Jeff but Durbin. Jeff Durbin, the younger yeah. guy. And I listened to a ton of Jeff Durbin when yeah. I first got saved because yeah, he is passionate. I love his ministry that yeah, he does with good. the abortion clinics and all that. Just that guy's got an amazing passion. Yeah. He really does. Um, and the place where they lost me was with the the post-millennial stuff, the, right. the stuff that they believe that we're in the millennial kingdom already or, or something. I don't 100% understand it because I kind of was like, stop listening at that point. I'm like, nope, that's not what I believe. So I'm going to yeah. shift gears and go a different direction. Yeah. And I would agree with you on that for sure. I'm right. definitely not a post-millennialist. So. Right, right. So of course I dug in a you little bit really, more. You got to really, those post-millennial guys, man, I mean, I'll probably, probably, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely no expert on the subject, but Man, you got to be able to d explain away a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. To to hold that eschatological view and it's just Yep. Man, I agree. Man, you got to you got to do some major gymnastics. Yep. There's one verse I can never remember where it is, but there's one that literally says that it calls that end times tribulation uh -huh. the worst thing that will ever happen ever. Never will it be worse again afterwards. So my always answer to that is if you think this is post millennial, that means it will never be as bad as it was at some point in the past. Yeah, that's a good point. How could it ever be that way? Yeah. Right? You're saying yeah. it's gonna always just get better from here. It's never gonna get worse. Where we see every day it's getting worse. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I mean, there's some people that have some good arguments to that. Yep. But I still don't believe it. I don't believe that it's biblical and Yep. But it's not it's not that easy. It's no, not it's that not. easy for me to just sit here and say that because these guys they're smart. And they've got some good points and you know the 80 70 deal the destruction of the temple i mean yep. you look at some of that stuff and it's like a little bit compelling but right. you got to dig deeper i mean there's a lot more to it you and do it's very complex so. and you see that god echoes often he yep. loves to repeat and have like a mini version of the pattern and then it repeats in the major way constantly there's like the the shadow and the or the yeah what they call it the shadow or the echo and then the real thing yeah and so Again, God will explain it all to us when we get up there. Right. <laughs> and most of us are probably going to be like, oh, now I get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because the church that I go to is a Reformed, you know, Calvinist church. But, um, you know, they're, it, it, I mean, it's pretty divided, but but it, they're very clear. Those are secondary issues. Exactly. You know, yep. the gospel is what's primary. You know, yep. so, you know, I mean, there is a bit of a division there, but, but we, I mean, from what I can tell, I mean, it doesn't get out of hand. No, and it's no. not the type of division that should split us up, right? That's right. And, yeah. and then I'm in, you know, I would have up until actually a few months ago, I would have considered myself 100% pre-millennial, yeah. meaning that again, we're, or no, sorry, I can't remember the second verse. I'm definitely pre-millennial, but now yeah. I'm still, I'm not sure do we go out at the beginning of the seven years or in the middle of the seven years. I could see it both ways from some different verses. Yeah. That's something I'm working out still. So, yeah, see, I would, I mean, I'm definitely pre-mill, pre um, but, um, like I believe that the church will go the tribulation. Yeah, I don't believe that we'll be raptured before. I think uh, I'm I'm either right before or at the yeah. at the middle part. I don't think we're in the second half because I think there's some clear verses that say we're spared <laughs> from that second three and a half years Absolutely. where it gets real nasty. God never pours out his wrath on his people. Exactly, he right. always exactly. Pours them out before but he pours out but I I will not be shocked if we are through the first three and a half. I'm not gonna be I like blow my mind. Right? I'll we be will. like, well, shoot. And I think there'll be a lot of especially like your traditional Southern Baptists that will be surprised because yep. they're like, oh, man, you know, Jesus is gonna come back and. We'll be gone before any of that happens, and I'm right. like, uh, I don't know. Yep. I think the church is going to see some hard times. We don't. Yeah. But. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I 
we purposely don't know. Right. And so like my take on that is that I don't, I don't think we'll be here for that. Mm -hmm. And really, and like my argument for that is the characteristic of Jesus, the characteristic, right? Like how he loves his people. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I don't think he's going to have his people go through that. Yeah. Cause before the, in the first part of the three and a half, that's where a third of the earth dies. And then a third of the earth dies. And then right. a third of the earth dies. There's yeah. three thirds that are killed. So again, if you're really good at math, when you get to the end of that, it's not everybody's dead, but it's, you know, it keeps whittling it down by a third. Yeah. So right. you, you, you end up with over half of the people dead very, very quickly. Right. And that's where I think that, you know, God's going to, when he comes, he's going to take his church first and the people with her. So that's my opinion. That's my belief. That's how, that's how I, argue that is because of the characteristic of god right because we'd still he's not he's not pouring out the the wrath doesn't happen until the second that's but right. there right. is a lot of natural disasters that they talk that's about right. in that first yeah. so yeah i don't know but you understand it's complicated it, it is. is very complicated it really is it really is i and wish i was better um i wish i was more educated on it i just you know, it's just this hard to wrap your mind around some of that stuff. Right, but you, but as you were saying, you've got guys on either side on who've, either who side. spent their entire lives yeah. studying yeah. this stuff, and Absolutely. they are both a hundred percent convinced they're right, and they have great arguments. And I can't divine either one. I can't tell which way. You know, and we, we were told we wouldn't know, right? Yeah. Jesus Himself said, "No one but my Father knows." Yeah. So there's there's, and when He right. said it that way, that means no one's ever going to know, right? There's never going to be someone who says, I got this figured out 100%. This is the <laughs> yeah. day and the time. And the people who say they did, they don't read their Bible. Right. <laughs> it said, we will not know. It's going to come like lightning. It's yeah. going to freak everybody out when it happens, right? Yeah. We're going to be like, bam, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the only ones that I think that I could definitely say that are for sure, without a doubt, that are wrong is like, you know, you get into like the post-millennial side. You got like the full-blown preterist. Yeah. I think that's heretical. Yeah, I mean, no. to be honest with you, I think yeah. because they say that Jesus has already come back, right? You know, and I'm, I'm like, I mean, that's, I mean, to me, that's you're getting into heretical stuff, right? right there. Because so. he says Jesus is not hiding in a cave; he's not hiding <clears throat> right. somewhere in a synagogue. He will be out in the that's open. Right. Yeah. We will know. It's mm -hmm. not going to be hidden. It's not going to be secret. Yeah. Like I feel confident saying that those guys are completely wrong. I, I am too. Now I, the partial preterism, you know, then you know that's. I feel like that's okay, you know, right? But. But if you get into, and there's a lot of people that are starting to lean more towards that full-blown preterism, and I'm like, man, that's dangerous. Right. My favorite quote, though, not mine, I've heard a few people say it, it's okay, we'll explain it to them on the way up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. and it does, I hope they're saved, right? It, it doesn't, it doesn't affect, I don't think it affects salvation. They have faith. Yeah. That's all it takes, is yes. that faith. Right. The second you have faith, you're yeah. saved. So, sure. yeah. You could believe all the rest of it all wonky after that. And again, you'll get up there and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, all these little divisions we talked about, I don't think a single one of them is a, is a savior, salvation breaking division. Yeah. You know, what's crazy. Um, I was reading something the other day where it was talking about most of the cults that you see pop up is like due to eschatology. Yeah. And misinterpretation of the book of revelation. Yeah. Like in Waco where I'm from, David Koresh. Oh Yeah. Yeah, he claimed to be the Messiah and right. scared people. Right, he did. Because of his misinterpretation of the book of Revelation. Mainly. Right. A lot of people do what's called, they, they call it eisegesis. I heard another guy yeah. make a term and he calls it narcissegesis. I think that's funnier. <laughs> that is funny. um, but because that's what it is. You're reading yourself into the Bible, right? That's I, right. What were we talking about at last men's ministry, right? Uh, you are, or Daniel was saying, you are not David in the story of David oh, and Goliath. Yeah. That's, well, that's not you. Yeah, like when we read that story of David and Goliath, how many people, and even myself, like yes. we talk about how we're David and we're fighting our giants and our Goliath. And, <laughs> and I heard yeah. it, Pastor, I was watching 
fucking I don't remember who it was, but he was like, "You're not David." Like no, you no. are the cowards who stayed back. Jesus is David. That's right. He's right. fighting right. your right. battle for you because you can't. And I was like, you get that in like the prosperity, oh, yeah. those prosperity gospel churches, oh, yeah. man. They love to use that. Oh yeah. Go All the time. Slay your Goliath. Go you're Job. Goliath. All you got to do is well, then you're going to get yeah. tenfold everything. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Job. What's, what's happened though is even your non-prosperity pastors are now preaching, go fight your Goliath. And I've heard it. I know it's, it, it makes me sick. Yep. So, and I hear it. It really makes me sick. And, I know. And I mean, I've even preached that and was like, hey, you yeah. know, right. you're David. And now yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. People are getting suckered into the emotional psychology That's part right. of it. Yeah. As opposed to when they when you come to church, you're here to, you're here for, for meat. You're here to learn, right? You're here yeah. to grow. And and if if they're just gonna hear and tell you some touchy feely emotional story, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So yeah. that's why, and that's even, so like my wife, one of the qualifications she had, she will not go to a church that has one of those big, huge praise bands, yeah. right? Because she said it's, she, she was in the music industry. She understands the musical manipulation, how right. they, the, a lot of the songs that they are written for those praise bands are written in a way to emotionally whip you up. And it's, it's, they're using a tactic so that afterwards you're all, I'm fired up and ready to go. And it was because yeah. they literally chord progressions and key changes just they're written it's it just messes with I your brain no idea. yeah but there is an actual like psychological effect yeah of using certain notes certain chords and certain yeah, key changes yep crazy. and they're in every single it's one crazy. of the praise band especially, songs especially because they know song. yeah hell, oh they love that stuff love yep, it. because yeah. it brings you into an elated state yeah. and then whatever they tell you after that you're like yeah you're on emotional high <laughs> yep yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. yep it's terrible and it's supposed to be about god not no. supposed to be about us no. right i mean i made the joke with her once i said would you accept it if the praise band was like old churches used to be up behind everybody where you couldn't see them she's like that'd probably be the only way to be okay because then it's not about yeah. them at all yeah right yes they're making beautiful music you're not supposed to focus on those people at all it's about right. god yeah. and they get in the way for yeah. a lot of people yeah yeah it's terrible and i love music i'm not saying nothing against music love music love some of that great praise music too it makes you feel good but it does uh, make you feel good <laughs> <laughs> that's i don't think that's what the bible's supposed to do <laughs> there's a lot in there that doesn't make you feel good right. yeah, uh, yeah speaking on those big praise band churches uh I remember a few times I went with one of my buddies and he went to North Point or something over in Bentonville and uh, they have this big massive praise band and I remember I was I listened to the message and I was like heck yes this is this is beautiful this is amazing and then I went back and I watched the recording I skipped over the music because I didn't want to listen to it again I know that kind of sounds bad but I went back and I lo I listened to the recording and then I found so many different viewpoints from mm -hmm. our churches and I realized yep they got you they, yeah they got me <laughs> well, that's, that's how I they like, get you if you watch at camps this is one of my favorite things about church camps is sitting back and watching and how much of an emotional high gets pumped into the, our students and our kids and even our adults that go like we have adults who go to chaperones that just get this emotional high pumped in through the music and you know and, and i'm not saying that's all bad like right, the, right, the right. lyrics are good lyrics like there's some solid lyrics but there is a lot that is pumping in that mm -hmm. emotional mm -hmm. aspect of it and, right 
Right, because we we love to talk about you, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying we don't ever we should stop doing it. Right, you come back from camp right after one of those things. How many people came up and got saved? That's great. Right, but we also know those are the those are the calls that tend to stick the least. Yeah, right. We you know there you get it, it's a spray and pray. <laughs> you I mean, know, you're just hoping well, yeah. as many of them stay as you can. <laughs> right. Well, and there's well, another side money. to that yeah. too. Like there is another side. Because you have a lot of these kids that do come back on fire for Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But then they come back to the church. And the church and then puts th- it out. the church puts the fire out. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, so then we go, we got to get back to our same routine. We got to get back to the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's, there, is a, there is another side to that. You know, I think sometimes, too, when these kids come back from camp on fire for Jesus, that we need to be there for them as well. You know, to say, hey, let's keep that fire going. Right. Because it's a personal thing that does that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember from Camp Siloam when I came back, you know, I was on fire. I had Mm -hmm. new people I was talking with about God. And after we all finally got back into our churches and back into our routines, I mean, I've kept in contact with those guys. But, you know, it hasn't been, you know, just talking about Jesus and furthering our walk with him. It's just more the the social aspect of it. Yep. Yep. It's hard to... and. I get it because it feels good, right? And that emotional, that that whole bonding and all that, we seek that out as humans, oh, right? Yeah. We seek yeah. those times where not only do we get to share with and fellowship among Christians is something beautiful. If, if you haven't experienced it, I, that's something you need to get your life into because it actually is so different than the lost world. But not only fellowshipping, but when as a fellowship you come together in some sort of uh, uh, support, like right, you're coming together in celebrating and, and worshiping God and singing together and praying together, you really do get energized by that. That is why, you know, the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints, because you need to do that as much as possible to, to rebalance you out from the world. But you just do need to be careful, right? You need to right. be careful to peep, because that is where the wolves in sheep's clothing show up. And that is exactly what is talked about in Matthew, where, you know, he's not talking about the lost. He is talking about the wolves who come into the church mm-hmm. and are just here for followers and money and advantage, you know. And, and I'm not there's I'm not saying every church or every pastor is like that. So hopefully nobody takes it that way. But you do have to be careful because it's probably more than we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, camp's coming up, too. If we leave tomorrow. Even tomorrow. tomorrow. All right. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to go back. Yep. We're gonna meet up here about five o'clock. Somebody's providing dinner this year. All right. I'm kinda sad I'll get to miss that. Uh, well yeah, we got the chili cook off tomorrow. No, Saturday. Saturday. Oh, tomorrow's fr- off. Oh, yeah, it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. My goodness, my days are off. Saturday, chili cook off. Chili yeah. cook off. I'm judging that. Are you? <laughs> yeah. They asked me to judge the chili cook off. Hopefully oh. somebody makes a spicy chili. Yeah. No beans in a chili, by the way. Yeah, is that the southern chili? No beans. That's a Texas thing. Yeah. It is a Texas thing. Gotcha. No beans in the chili. No fight you. Beans in the chili. Or not. I don't Texas. like. I don't like too many beans in a chili. I'm okay with some beans, but minimal. Yeah. yeah. Up north, it's like all beans in the chili. I'm like, that's that not chili. That ain't chili. Yeah, I'm like, that ain't chili. That's it's like just beans, beans with some meat in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So. Well, right. I mean, no beans in the chili. I always said that was taco meat with chili powder and on it. Right, right. That's how we made it with sloppy joes, right? And not all you're doing. There's no beans and sloppy joes, right? (laughs) And you ready for this, boys? I'll tell you how I I I eat chili. We know, and y'all are gonna be like, "Nah, it's disgusting." Cinnamon rolls and chili. Cinnamon rolls and chili, huh? Yeah, you put the cinnamon roll at the bottom of the bowl, and you put the chili on top. 
Cover it with chili, huh? Don't Man, knock it until you try it. How hey, are we friends? With, with or without beans, though. Oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter to you. No. Gotcha. Please leave. <laughs> I think it depends. Like, for me, I don't know why we got on the chili, but yeah. for me, like, with chili, if I'm doing chili dogs, no beans. Yeah, That's right. true. Yeah, on a chili dog, no beans. But if no I'm beans. just doing yeah. a bowl of chili with some cornbread, I'll take beans in my chili. Like, I'm okay yeah. with that. Right, right. As long as they're cooked enough. That's the only other thing is a lot of people go too quick with their chili. The beans aren't done enough. They're not yeah. soft enough. Well, no, you got you to gotta take your time. Right, right. And real good chili, you make it, and then you let it sit for a whole day, and then you heat it up the next day. That's, oh, that's when it's a good. Bit, yeah. Got to be 24 hours before it's really good. That's when you How do we re- get on chili? That's when you throw it on chili. There's divisions <laughs> among chili. Chili <laughs> <laughs> A bunch. A bunch of divisions. You got the, they you might got even, the Baptist chili. That's the ones with beans. <laughs> <laughs> they might gotcha. even be more contentious than Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need a cinnamon roll with chili. <laughs> you got your non-denominational chili. That's the ones with cinnamon rolls. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Rainbow flags and cinnamon rolls. <laughs> if you eat too much chili, you learn how to dance quick. Too. That's a Pentecostal chili. <laughs> oh, spicy stuff. That's how we got in chili. Yes, boys. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. See, for me, chili has to make your brow sweat. It has to be uh, spicy enough that yeah. you got a little bead of sweat coming down your forehead. Otherwise, it's not do, chili. I could do spice and chili. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can do that. Clean your sinuses. Get that sweat going. Yeah, I like yeah. spicy. Yep. Now, I do too. Here's the real question, though. Sweet cornbread or just regular cornbread? Ooh, man. Sweet. 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 I always like sweet cornbread. It's my Have favorite. Have you done the sweet cornbread with peppers? In it? Yeah, jalapeno it, cornbread. And then do oh, that yeah. with your chili? Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that, isn't that kind of weird? Oh, you got sweet. Sweet and spicy. Cornbread, spicy, and chili. Uh-huh. Ah, same thing on a cinnamon roll. Sweet. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. No. We're trying to justify we don't, it. We don't right. put icing right. on our. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I could see it though. Like one of my favorite cinnamon rolls I ever had was they actually they rolled a slice of bacon into the cinnamon roll. So a cinnamon roll, the slice of bacon right inside of it. Sounds good. That was no, fantastic. I, I mean, I that like cinnamon rolls, so I could I would try it. Yeah, because I like cinnamon rolls. But yep. I tried something I, with a cinnamon roll this week. Our boss's wife brought in a Oreo stuffed cinnamon roll that was in the air fryer. Oh boy. Sounds and good. I was kind of, I mean, y'all know me, I love my sweets, but I was kind of like, I don't know about this one, but it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you put an Oreo with anything. Uh, where was that from? Uh, from her house. <laughs> oh, man. She made it. <laughs> I'm saying, I never even thought about those two combinations together, but yeah, cinnamon rolls. That, huh. That's the only way you eat a cinnamon roll, buddy. Hmm. All right. That's coming from Mr. Chicken Tender himself. <laughs> right. That is. I only eat chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strips. <laughs> he's, he's, he's venturing out. Yeah. In his, his taste palate. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a grown up dude. <laughs> Strips. With ketchup. Yeah. No, no, no. Barbecue sauce. Oh. From Chick fil A. Uh, from Chick fil A. Uh, what else you got over there, Ray? Now that we're talking about chili and. Oh, yes, yes. All right. All right. We'll reel it back in. We'll yeah, reel it back, back in. Because I think this is. So, to the real. The, the real. You want to know what the real. I think the only real division I could find is is about the salvation um and then Corey, you can let me know if this is something that actually is true about what your guys's church talks about but there's a it's called something two things called monogism or synergism right monogism is god saves you it's 100 percent god all god synergism means that it's god and you save you right you are involved in that process 
Um, and so, and, and this is something that, again, I, I am leaning on information that I've gleaned from other people who study this way more than I do. So I'm not leaning on something I understand. I'm repeating what I've learned from other, from, from other people. But the whole, the whole idea of that is your, is your accepting Christ, is that, that you ex believing, is that something that you did so, so God can't save you on himself, right? God offers you the salvation. He chose you before the beginning of time. He sends out the salvation to you. He gives you through grace. He offers you his his salvation, and then you have to accept it, right? So there's even, um, have you heard of, what is it? Is it called the pedal test, or is it called the, what do they call it? It's either the pedal test or the flower test or something. It's something that some Calvinists use because they try to get people to see why why is they believe the this way. The tulip the test. Tulip. That's the one. Tulip. Yep, the tulip test, because they'll run you through these questions, and if you answer them too biblically, it always ends up in being like, well, yeah, then you had to do something to be saved. It wasn't just God on himself, right? You, because the, the, and I wish I would have memorized it better, but it gets down to a right. Jesus offers salvation to everybody, right? He did the same thing for everybody. So if he did the same thing for everybody, what makes you different from the lost? You're the elect. You're the elect, right? Mm -hmm. But because of the elect, again, God chose you, right? So like, there's this weird difference between the the predetermination and and everything is all set that was another thing i've heard some calvinists talk about right that everything is predetermined that everything is all set in in place right that but at the same time also some other ones will say that you you have to choose salvation otherwise god can't save you now <clears throat> i would have kind of agreed with that in a way but i and this is my personal experience so everybody's probably different but when i came to choose Christ as it was, and I talked about this a little bit, um, not in the last podcast, but in the last Bible studies we were doing, I didn't decide to believe. I decided to stop trying not to believe, is <laughs> the better way to say it. I, I realized I'd been fighting a belief that I'd had forever, almost, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the studies we've been doing on Corinthians and some other stuff, they talk about how, you know, the, that the, you know, the wisdom of men cannot divine God from that. God has to come down and, and help us. Without that, we would have never found God. Um, but yet, also in other places, the Bible says, too, that we, we innately know of God ex God's existence even without the word of God because he created everything. It's something that's kind of built into us. And, and I believe with that. I do understand that because even when I was lost... I believed in God. I just believed in my own version of God. I believed in, I was choosing not to believe this, the Bible, and believe what was in my own head. And when I finally came back around and got saved, truly saved, it was, it, again, it wasn't that I decided, you know what, I'm going to believe in Jesus. I realized I believed in Jesus, and I've been fighting it. I'd been trying to convince myself I didn't. And so... Again, my idea was is that that and I I believe with this guy Mike Winger, who's he spelled this out, and it's what made sense to me is that. So some Calvinists will say that your faith is is something you have to do. You have to do this. You have to have faith. You have to accept G, uh, God's God's mercy and grace so that you can be saved. So without that, that's the synergism that it takes the two of you. I feel my faith is more like a something that. I had to, I just had to let go of, release. I just had to release all the doubt, release all of the stuff I was piling on from the world that was making me not believe what I knew to be true. And so it was, for me, it was, it's, it's not actually anything physical I did. I didn't decide to believe. I just realized I did. I don't know if that makes mm -hmm. sense. 
Well, obviously I'm a Calvinist, so I believe in monergism. Um, I do not believe that we um, have anything, any part in our salvation. Um, I believe John six forty four wraps it up pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Right now, exactly. obviously, it's more it, it's a little complex. So you and I think th- the only way that I was able to clear up the complexity in my own mind was you got to look at the natural man, and in order to look at the natural man, you you really you got to go back to Ephesians two. Um, oh yeah, you know we're dead. We're incapable of choosing Christ. We're incapable. The only thing that we're able to do is sin against a holy God. Mm-hmm. That is it. So the question—it's a chicken or egg question, really. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and I believe—I mean, John six forty four wraps it up pretty clear. It's the Father who draws us. He's and he draws, you know, and then, then you know, I believe faith comes first. Right. Right. So, and we're saved, you know, by grace through faith. So. Right. Um, so, but I mean, I, th- that's the way that I cleared cleared up. I mean, it is it is really complex, and it's hard for a finite mind to grasp. But um, right, you know, but you really, I think you have to look. And Jeff Durbin, I think he does a pretty good job of simplifying it. He takes like the he takes like the rabbit and the carrot, and he sticks a steak beside it. What's the rabbit gonna choose? Mm-hmm. The carrot every time because mm-hmm. that's natural to him. Mm-hmm. But you would stick a vulture in there. What's the vulture going to pick? The steak, the meat, mm-hmm. because that's what's natural to him. And you know, and this and this is where we get into the free will, free will conversation. Is do we have the ability to choose Christ? And I think if you look at the natural man, apart from Christ doing a work, he is incapable of choosing anything. Mm-hmm. but sin right without the holy can, spirit that's right yeah, he the can holy only spirit. sin and that and now now you I, I mean i hate the word free will but if you want i mean if people want to use the word free will okay i mean and the natural man that apart from christ he can dabble in all kinds of sin and he can choose to to you know do whatever sin he wants to do but at the end of the day he can only sin against god before there is a before you know and then well then you take a christian that has been regenerated um i mean of course you got a roman seven aspect where you're battling the flesh and i mean to be honest with you me and derek have have talked about this if you want to use the word free will i believe that a christian actually has more free will than a non-christian i would agree with that too because because we're not a slave to sin anymore yeah because now we've got this roman seven issue where we we're battling the flesh now we have to choose okay are we going to sin or are we going to be obedient to Christ? But a non-Christian, I don't think that they have free will at all. I think that they can only sin against a holy God, and that is it. And yeah, and I can I can say from a position of someone who was, I don't know what my spiritual standing was, right? Because again, I was raised in church, confirmed, you know, all those things. I, I could probably say at some point when I was younger, I did believe in God with the faith of a child. Right. Right. And... I'm still, I cannot answer 100% assuredly the once saved, always saved question, right? There are a couple verses in the Bible that throw a little bit of doubt onto that once saved, always saved. There's plenty that though say that, you know, God, no one can pull you from God's hand and all that type of stuff too. Mm. So I'm not smart enough to understand that one. So I actually couldn't say one way or the other. I, I want to believe that once saved, always saved. 
but I wouldn't again be shocked if I find out I'm wrong on that. So I don't know if I lost my salvation at some point because I was in the lost world. I was in full-on new age world and all that stuff too. And I will say, yeah, you, you, I mean, you still have free will, right? But at the yeah. same point, you don't think about sin the same way at all, right? That's yeah. why I really understand that that free from the slavery of sin. That doesn't mean we don't sin. That doesn't yeah. mean I don't make mistakes. That doesn't right. mean I don't lie. That doesn't mean I don't covet things. That doesn't mean I don't think thoughts I shouldn't think. Yeah. But what it means is every time I do, I know I did. Every time I do, I know what mm -hmm. I did was wrong. Every time I do, I am convicted of it. Every time I do, I am repentant of it. And I, yeah. I, it's quickly as I realize what's going on as I go to God and say, I am so sorry, God. Mm. Please help me right now <laughs> yeah. to just fix this because this is not going the way I want it to be going at all. Yeah. And that's that freedom. That's that we, yeah. which I had none of before. Yeah. And, and I totally agree with you in, the, in the, that we are elected by God. We are chosen by God. Mm -hmm. um, I just look at it in, in a it's again hard to grasp with our finite mind right because we are told that god is outside of time we are told that in I, th I was trying to find it exactly and it's somewhere right here in, in corinthians as well but it says that even god knows all of his own works since the beginning of time god knows everything he was going to do right god yeah. is outside of time he's the alpha and the omega mm -hmm. right he's seen the beginning and the end this is the analogy yeah. i use with my buddy who i do a bible study with uh, uh digitally i said it's like it's like if you got to pick your fantasy football team after the super bowl that's what he gets to do yeah. right so yes he elected us but that's because he knows who's going to say yes yeah so, so he he gets to I, I hate to say it but he, he gets to cheat he yeah. gets to cheat yes he well, picks got, us yeah he gets but, to pick because well, he knows we said yes anybody who was going to say no he says yeah. no i didn't pick them well now you get <laughs> into, now the you get the into book. the real argument or th this is going to be where this is where people start falling the, the wheels start to fall off and this is your biggest argument this is the biggest argument i've ever had well that's not fair yeah no yeah. it well one it never says it's fair in here it says right. it's just yeah god is just so uh, john MacArthur probably said it best he said you don't want fair yeah you want grace yeah, yeah. yeah. if you wanted fair, fair we're not hell. Hell. Yes. that's right yeah yeah you don't want fair right. yep i agree with that it's 100%. tough i heard a guy or actually a real good buddy of mine he's he calls it a healthy tension there is a healthy tension there mm -hmm. and it is i mean and i i'm not going to deny it i'm probably a terrible calvinist to be honest with you <laughs> it's all right it's and i'm even confused because as you said i've seen the, the jeff durbin say one thing and then i've even seen a video from james mm -hmm. white who goes all and on about synergism and about how he believes synergism really? is the way it's salvation what so is, i'm like yeah. synergism is that it takes two, it takes two right? he talks and about how you're accepting the faith here's where he gets that uh, i think this is just my thought Romans six twenty three, right for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life how is something considered a gift you have to what accept it accept it you do have to accept it yep. right and yep. that's where for me like I didn't seek God out God sought me out right that's right right God mm -hmm. came to me first hey dude like you're lost you need <laughs> me like he broke my heart that mm -hmm. I absolutely 100% needed him but I had to come to the realization of saying, yeah, I need you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. for me, for my finite mind, it's, it's for me to think like this, that I'm sitting on the side of the road on my bicycle and my chain's broke and I can't figure it out. And my dad comes up and says, you need my help to fix that. Right. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. go, yeah, I need your help. And I accept that help. So for me, grace from God is, is or well, salvation is God saying, 
you need me and me realizing and saying, yes, I need you. Yep. Right. Right. But it's it's, because how do people, how how do people get help by their willingness to receive the help? mm -hmm. Right. How do people receive a gift by their willingness to accept the gift? Right. But just be careful that you don't start pushing that into a work all the time. That's where the danger line comes in. That's where it's at is it's not a work. I didn't work for anything. You didn't have to do a thing. All Mm -hmm. I did was God opened up my eyes saying, you need me. And I said, yes, I need you. Right. Right. That's all it is. Right. And it's, and like but you said, it's even go. a realization that you, right. yes, I do need him. It's not right. like you said, you know what? I guess I will decide today to need God. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> right. and, right. and, and like, and, and that's even like when I preach salvation, whenever I preach the gospel, you know, like I, I put it out there too, that this is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. But if God's not giving you that gift right now, you can't receive that gift right now. Right. Right. I mean, he won't he won't he won't even send it to you. Right. Because we I've talked about it, too, in, in some of the study I've been going through the translation of some of the words that, that they talk in here about the Holy Spirit. Right. They, there's actually three different ways they talk about the Holy Spirit working with someone. Mm-hmm. And I've actually believe one of the again, this guy, Mike Winger, I listen to a lot of his teachings because he does a lot of he does a lot of in-depth study and he looks at things from all the angles. His videos are crazy long. But he was talking about how in the Holy Spirit. It, it has it can come alongside you that is mentioned plenty times and actually that's a lot of what they he says and, and studies is that what a lot of the working in the old testament is when they talk about the holy spirit being with right. someone it wasn't indwelling them because jesus hadn't come yet jesus hadn't sacrificed him yet the holy spirit could not indwell us mm-hmm. our bodies were sin it couldn't be inside but the holy spirit was working with people so right that's one version that's it coming alongside you that's actually like what we were saying and you were saying is once god knows you're getting close to the time that you're going to say yes because he already knows when you're going to say yes. He knows the day and the second when you realize that you need him. He can send the Holy Spirit well before that. It could be working in somebody's life for years, right? Because without the Holy Spirit, the Bible is foolishness. The Word of God means nothing to you. It says that in the Bible. Right. Without God stepping in and granting you the Holy Spirit, you could read the Bible front to back. You could have it memorized, and you wouldn't understand it. The, you wouldn't believe it because you demons, have no Holy Spirit. The demons have it memorized. Right, and they, right. Right, and they know God. Right. So without but, well, that Holy that's, Spirit. That's the Ethiopian eunuch right there, right? Right. The Ethiopian eunuch is sitting in the chariot reading Scripture and doesn't understand what he's reading until someone sent I, the Holy Spirit, comes alongside him and, and tells him, him right. what he's reading. Right. So that's what that is right, right. there. Right. And I experienced that keenly because the moment that I realized that I did believe and that this, that that I'd been blocking it, mm-hmm. and then the Bible opened up to me in a way that it had never before. I'd even been reading it again at that time. Like, it didn't take long, but it had been a couple of months, and I'd been reading and doing Bible studies, and from that point on, if things just it was a whole different book it was like I, i'd gotten a universal translator all of a sudden that was translating stuff it meant different things to me i know i know with to, to my core being that that's 100 percent true right and then once you are saved that's the second form of the holy spirit that's when it indwells you right uh-huh. that's when it comes uh-huh. inside of you yep. right that's when that's where we all are right now we yep. have the holy spirit in us working through us speaking to us helping us out the whole long way the third type is the kind that we don't see a lot right now that's when it empowers you that's the that's the miracles that's the speaking in tongues right you'll see the holy in again our translation falls short but in the greek they actually use a different term when they're saying the holy spirit is empowering somebody that's the stuff that happened at pentecost yep. That was the terms they used there was that Holy Spirit wasn't just there with them. It was like 
for you know anyway dragon ball z reference super saiyan mode all of a sudden right they were like powered up with it and people can tell right you could even talk and there's numerous times that paul and peter both mentioned in their letters that they could physically see the holy spirit and the actions it was doing through people right yeah. so I'd love to see that. That would be a good podcast. Right. Sensationalism. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would be a good podcast. That's another one too. Yeah. We'll get you back for that one next year. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of time to prepare. Right. Yeah. Right. Ray, Ray, I got something here. I'm just kind of tied up on oh. the Hold on. on. You disconnected. Hey, Randy disconnected. Hold up. All right. We're good yet? Nope. Jeez. Pulled that out somehow. There we go. There we go. All right, start that over. Anyways, I, I I'm hung up on one of the statements that you made here, and yeah, my opinion. I'm not I'm not trying to, because I don't I don't I didn't come prepared. Anyways, you're saying at one point you had the faith of a child. You think you lost your faith, and then you come back to your faith. I, I don't know. Like I said, in my mind, I'm trying to wrap it around. I don't. I think if the Holy Spirit came to you as you asked for it in my mind i don't think you can lose that because yeah. right i might have just been ignoring it well uh, yes that's where mm -hmm. i'm going with i think you're sitting here thinking well i'm sitting here thinking you still know right from wrong if you do wrong there's going to be a conviction of some sort it mm -hmm. may not be at that exact moment mm -hmm. that you're doing something but there's going to be a conviction at some point and that's exactly what the holy spirit is supposed to do yep so over all this time and effort of you trying to go the lost way like you said ignoring it you still had a point where god drew you back to him right so how can you lose something if that point and if comes there's, back well and if there's <laughs> no conviction then were you really saved in the first place? Right. And that's right. what I'm saying. That's, that's what I don't where, know. Yeah, because we, well, I mean, we're, we know right from wrong. Yes. We were raised to know right from wrong. Yeah. And there's and, people who innately know right from wrong, even if they weren't raised the right yes. way. Right. 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 But now, do you feel right now, like I, I feel, uh, you know, that my convictions now are a lot stronger? Oh, yeah. Like where before oh, yeah. when we're living in sin, like a lot of, you know, where yeah. we had built know, all kinds of justifications all, right. for all of and it. And we did. And now, now those convictions are a lot stronger and go, yeah. oh man, I sinned against God. Yeah. You know, but, but I think it was still there at some point. It's just not as strong. Like you're saying, I don't think you lose it. I, I wasn't I, saying you did either. I just no, saying, no, I don't no, know. No, right. I'm right. Just, I'm right. Just trying, like right. I said, I'm just trying to go back and forth. Like if somebody's like, teeter-tottering on listening to us right now going was i saved but did i really lose it how did i i'm just saying I, in my mind i'm just trying to explain that out as well as far as you know if, if you were saved back then at some point you I mean and god draws you back in because we all i mean you're lying to yourself if you don't step away in your life at some point you're not 100 percent you know yeah dedicated all day, every day, yes. 24 hours a day. Right. So, so if you're at a point where you've missed church for a couple of years, you've still got, you still got the right and wrong conscience in you. Mm -hmm. you, you got the conviction, uh, conviction in you at some point. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I believe the losing faith. Yeah. But yeah. now you could put this this way though. Were you saved? Right, and, I don't and know. That, and that's no, that's the you know what I mean. Like you know, yeah. were you saved then? Well, and the yeah. Bible even says that, right? Because if you aren't convicted, if you aren't drawn to do good works for God, right? To do to actually do something, to go out and do something, then are you saved? 
right? If, right. if, if you aren't, if you don't have any conviction at all to, to make people's other people's lives better, then I don't know if you're saved. Yeah. Because there's church members that aren't saved that right. come to church every Sunday that, you know, are you, you know, that's to the point back to Ray, you know, at that time of your life, were you actually saved? I, I don't you, know. Right, God will right, tell me later. Right, that, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's where it gets to, you know, like you went through confirmation, right? You were mm-hmm. confirmed at a young age. Oh, yeah. But you had to choose whether or not you believed it or not, right? Yep. If I understand confirmation right from what my wife told me when she went through. Kind you, of, you had yeah. To choose, like, it's, it's, like they, it's loose, yeah. though. <laughs> it's then, not like it's that hard. They're like, do you believe? You're like, yep. Right. You're like, okay, good. Well, and then for a while camps revivals all that it was hey if you want to get saved just pray this prayer right mm-hmm. right right i know and then there's <laughs> then a whole bunch too, of people Corey, out there like i've never I said that yeah. prayer am i saved I'm yeah like, oh. and so then it's like so now we do have a lot of people who are in church who think they're saved that they have no conviction of the right. holy spirit right whatsoever but i said the magic words I, daniel right. i said the magic words i signed the card i got dunked in some water Okay, that's sad. God never knocked on your door to call you. Obviously, like right. at that moment. So just keep keep praying and hoping that He's gonna come knock on your door and seek you out. You know, but yeah, but this yeah. is why I love Calvinism because I feel like Calvinism has the best answer to all these questions. If you were predestined and you're a part of the elect, you can rest easy. That's true. That's true. There's so much peace in that. No, that's right. That, and now I'm fine. Now I'm now I know I'm safe now. But right, there's so much peace in that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here's a mind bender. So if you were predestined, were you ever really lost? <laughs> no, that'll make your gears. No, because I didn't die. It didn't die in time, right? But no, I know it's it's it's. It'll really make you. Right, I've go never, down some rabbit holes that oh, you almost kind of wish you didn't go down. Right, well, I've never thought of that. Because <laughs> we, I know, me I neither. And, and I had a matter of fact, the podcast, that, uh, the first podcast I did with y'all, I was telling you guys about how I felt like I was a false convert. Yep, had a bunch of buddies listen to it, and one of the, obviously they're Calvinists, so one of them hit me with that, and they're yep. like, "Man, we really, we really didn't like that language because if you were predestined." Then were you ever really a false convert? But I, I, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. I think I was, huh. but you know, that is a good, that is a good question. No, it's true. And, so, and, but I don't think, yeah. I don't think any Calvinist is going to say that every single person in their church is saved. You Absolutely know? not. Right. We right. all know that there's people who, who are there. Absolutely. And, and, and sadly maybe believe they are, but. Right. And then what, who, I mean, who, who brings that doubt in? Right. The devil does. Right. right? He's going to bring that in every single right. time. Right. 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 I think Jesus right. says it the best. You will know them by their fruit. Yeah. Right. Right. hundred percent. Exactly. Yep. And, yeah. and to anyone listening, if you feel conviction, if you feel like you're letting God down, if you feel like that when you do something wrong and you're like, oh no, that's not something God wants me to do. Good news. I think that's the Holy Spirit working in you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so right. you might not be there yet, but good news. The natural man does not think that way. No, he no. does not. The natural no. man hates God. Right. right, and he is contrary. The natural man thinks he is God. Right. That's right. En- enemies yeah. of God. Right, He's enemies right. of God. Mm-hmm. Yep. I heard a pastor uh, say the other day that you know you were talking about belief in God earlier, right? Mm-hmm. We all believe in a God, mm-hmm. whether that is ourselves, whether that is the one true right. God, you know, right. the holy God who's just and everything. 
whether that's women, put women as your God, put whatever, you know, Money, we all believe work, in work, whatever. Even, and yep. that's, what's weird. Even the atheist and agnostics believe in a God. They just don't realize it. <laughs> no. right. You know, you they have, believe in themselves. You will have faith in something. That's you will. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but that <laughs> popped into my mind and I was like, that's you true. Know, we, we talk about people who don't believe in God and I'm like, and then that came back. We all believe in a God. Mm-hmm. Even before we, we were saved, we believed in a right. God and it was ourselves that's, more than likely. But that's because I believe, I believe there is something innate in us that understands and knows that there has to be something, right? There has to be some, this can't be for nothing, right? It makes no sense if this is for nothing. Right. So, and even people who are a hundred percent atheist or agnostic, right? There's a few of them out there. We're like, what's the meat? Oh, there's no meaning. We're just, you know, meat we're just sacks. Here, yeah. yeah, moving around. But th- there's not a lot of people who really truly believe that. And I think those yeah. people, again, have, have worked hard over years to build that wall of fortress of belief around them it, of what it is. And it's, again, it's, it's protecting them from what we all know innately. I think it takes built a lot more us. faith to believe that we're just here for no reason. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. I I think think it really does. Especially. And I, I was in that camp. I was definitely more in that camp because I was, uh, I've always been very interested in science and very interested in, in, uh, theology and all that type of stuff Mm -hmm. too. So even though I wasn't a Christian and I didn't, I, I always believed in God. I just believed it was different. I believed, yes, there was something, I always thought something created the universe. I just was didn't think that this book you know, again i kept saying this was written by men this was just written by men that's all i kept saying about the bible right so that's not it was it was it's good but it's not the re all of it we can't be all of it, right. right so i'd always convinced myself there was something out there but at the same the more and more i study the more and more i find out about how unique and precious and delicate this little system that we are in is to be where we are for everything to work i would not be shocked if in the end we find out, he goes, yeah, I had to put all the rest of it up there to just balance out all the gravity and the mass and everything else. It just yeah. had to be that way to make sure that you guys are in this perfect little bubble and protected where you were. <laughs> right. well, the rest like, of the universe exists yeah. just to keep Earth safe. Yeah. Like right. If yeah. you study science, though, it points back to God. Oh, it does yeah. in it a bunch of ways. To a bunch of ways. A yeah. creator, not just that it yep. magically happened, you know. And so. But like Corey said, though, that that makes a good example. If we don't have people sitting there bringing questions out like that how are we going to walk through this life not wanting to know more or try to explain right Right. uh, you know get explained to us how to sit there and you know study or want to further in what we do because if we all just didn't speak out or didn't have questions we'd all just be walking around like oh we do know everything already (laughs) right right so right that's kind Um, of a good point to the one of the other probably the second most common argument that i hear is well what's the point of preaching the gospel if there's the elect <laughs> that's pretty common right know? i can understand that because <laughs> yeah, yeah and i can from a from a certain point too but the what they don't understand is us like here on earth we don't know who the elect are mm-hmm. and how are people saved by hearing the preach word of god you know and you know so you know and then obviously god draws them i believe yeah. that but um but that's but, probably the most com- one of the most common arguments yeah. I heard too. Him so, drawing them might be him putting you in their path. Sure, yeah. right. Yeah. right, right. You could be part of the draw. That's right, right. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. the same argument, though. If we sit here and say, you know, hey, come to church with us, you know, nothing's going to tickle their ears just to want to say, you know, I am elect until I hear that's what I'm supposed to do in life is hear the gospel and then move forward with what we're supposed to do. So if you don't hear it or you don't get questioned on it. Mm-hmm. 
you're not going to know that's your purpose until yeah. until I, I, I get God's going to draw you, but you're not going to understand it until you get explained to it or you read it more, or you do whatever, but how are you supposed to know that unless you want it? I mean, it's like buying a tool. You don't know you need that tool until you start doing the work. You know, so right. I mean, how do you know that's what you're supposed to do in life until what? you know that's what God's trying to call you to do? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what does Paul say? How will they know unless they hear? That's exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless, right. And how will they hear unless you go? Right. That's right. what I'm saying. That's probably one of the most easily refuted yeah. arguments that we right. Hear. Yeah, it is. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's there's no. Because I used to have that argument yeah. until I started studying for myself, and, yeah. I, and I was like, well, if there's the elect, why why am I going to go? Like, why would right. you go preach the gospel? And then yeah. I was like, wait. You still have to go, mm-hmm. yeah, because we don't you know, know who those right. are. God knows no. who the elector, but right. we don't. Right, and 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 again, and I might be wrong on this. Again, I always just look at it. It's, it's like we were saying, God's at the end of time as well, right? He already knows all the answers. He already knows what everybody said and did. Yeah. This is something actually that also gave me a lot of comfort and peace. You cannot disappoint God. He might be sad about what you did. He might, you know, be like, uh, you know, I had hoped for better, but guess what? He knew what you were going to do already. (laughs) You cannot, you can't be like, he's not up there going like, oh man, I thought you were really going to do it that time. I'm shoots. You know, I mean, he knows exactly what you're going to do at all points. So yes, I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't be repentant when you sin or when you fall short. But at the same time, anyone who's out there is ever thinking like, oh, God just must be so angry or disappointed with me and blah, blah. No, Mm-mm. can't be. It's impossible yeah. for him to be disappointed. It's by almost you. like kids. Well, that even worse, though, even better right. than that, though, because what if you knew all the mistakes they were going to make beforehand? Right. And you couldn't stop them, but you know they're going to happen. Right. So when they happen, you'd be. You know how how less angry you would be. Well, yeah. If yeah. you knew it was going to happen and even already. Sometimes too, when the kids are making mistakes now, like you know, whatever, you know, both of my kids, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to make that mistake. Where now, you know, it's not just the wrath of me coming down on them. Yeah, you you know, hey, I kind of knew you were going to do that. I'm not as mad because mm-hmm. I knew you were going to do that. Right. I think it's almost like God, right? He's, he's, he knows what we're going to do. Right. And right. maybe disappointed might be the wrong way to say because maybe he is disappointed, but he will never give up on you, and he says right. that. Right. Yeah. He's never going to be like, well, yeah. that was your last mistake. I'm yeah. done with you. Right. Yeah. And move Three on. strikes, you're out. Right, yeah. right. Well, it's no. like the conversation we had last night. We have to have the bad for our good. I mean, it has to. That's where we have to learn from. If we don't have bad, then we're just all going to be good, and we don't learn anything. Mm-hmm. So we have to weed out all the the stuff that we need to know, and or weed out all the bad stuff that we don't need to know, and move forward to be better at what we need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so this is what was blowing my mind the other day. A guy posed this too, because again, I'm studying this stuff: predeterminism, free will, and all that. And, and either way, it is right. If God knew, God knows everything. He knew mm-hmm. everything He was going to do, everything that happened, everything that we're going to do, all that. Right. So then, why do you even do it in the first place? Right. He knew Adam and Eve were going to fall. He knew that was going to happen. He was not surprised by that. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew that Cain was going to kill Abel. He knew that Babylon was going to happen. He knew that every single thing, all the way through, right? And he broke it down in a way that I thought was quite quite good, right? Because he said that the Bible can easily teach us and show us, and and we all as Christians believe in the, in the infinite power of God, right? We know he created the universe. We know he could destroy the universe in the snap of fingers if he wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. He has infinite power. There's nothing he can't do. We also know he has infinite wisdom right he's omniscient he's omnipresent he's all-knowing he knows all things he is all things so he's got infinite 
wisdom. We got that too. Now we're also told God has infinite love, right? So how do you prove infinite love? There's only, there's, there's only one way to do it. The ultimate sacrifice. He sacrificed himself for us to prove his infinite love for us. And it's actually in the Bible. He took me to a verse that I had not found myself, but it's in Ephesians 2, right? So he's talking about, um, he's, he's, he, uh, uh, sorry, getting confused, trying to find the right spot. All right, so, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespass, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. That's the answer That's right, right there. Mm -hmm. That's why he had to do all of it. That's why it had to be the way it was. I love Ephesians 2. It's a good one. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff Gets in there. Me every time. Yep. Yeah. So, because I, I, and I just, when I saw it, I was like, I highlighted it in a different color and circle. I'm like, that's all of it right there. Why did he have to do all this? Because right. it's the only way he could show us his infinite love for us and say, listen, I'm going to die for you. I'm going to be the only person who was killed who didn't deserve it. Right? Because mm -hmm. none of the rest, of, if any of the rest of us are murdered or killed or die, because of sin, we deserve it. Right. right. Now, luckily, we're, we are circumcised from death and we go on to heaven and, uh, you know, we're eternal now. But that's why everybody else is perishing because they're not. Jesus is the only one who did not deserve death because he did not sin. So he and, and he he broke it. I don't know exactly how it works. I'm great. I'm going to be excited when God gets to explain that yeah. one, too. But you, you could just I could just tell there was some weird thing going on there. And he broke death by being killed because he wasn't he was sinless. And. Now we are set free from it. And mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful for that. And that right there is what is important. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. That right there, the gospel, mm -hmm. that's what's important. Yep. Not yep. Calvinism, not Arminianism. Yep. Not, right. Right. I mean, Ask the thief on the cross what denomination he is. Sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate the division. I really do. There's yeah. so much division. In I, do yeah. mm -hmm. I do too. Yeah. Yep. I do too. Right. I mean, because we're going to be in heaven together. That's right. I can tell you that right yeah. now. I am. Yeah. There's no doubt about any man, per right. man in this room right yeah. now we are going to be in heaven together yeah and hey, you made it Woo. yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i'm guaranteed we're going to be shocked by a few other people who are and we'll sure. probably be shocked by a few people who aren't right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i believe you're right yeah yeah well. well and that's why we wanted to do this tonight do you i mean that's what we do it all the time yeah to have a great discussion we have christian brothers together or and sisters as well together and we're just discussing i mean it doesn't get any better than this. No. And this is something that I think every single Christian needs to do. Mm. Right? You should have a group of people that you meet with at least once a month. Have a dinner. And don't just talk about sports. Talk about the Bible. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you don't understand. Talk about what you believe. Ask questions. Find out what each other thinks. You might all be wrong. But, <laughs> right? but this, is, this is how you grow in your faith, too. That's right. right? That's I mean, right. By if you, getting together, discussing mm. things in the Scripture... Yep. You know, I mean, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have been 100%. No, we have the choice to accept or not, you know, whatever. But as I've studied over the last 10 years, no, we don't. <laughs> you know, no, we were going to do it. He knows what we were going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I, and it came from sitting down with people and discussing and studying, mm -hmm. you know, and finally realizing, like, God still called me first, right? Right. Like that's the only way we grow in, right. our, in our faith is is by this type of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed is a lot of you want to infuriate people, tell 
I mean, a lot of people would tell them that they had no part in their salvation. Right. It infuriates people. <laughs> right. It oh, does. Because it does. Because we naturally want to work, uh-huh. work towards something. You know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's where a lot of, you know, Calvinists get a lot of hate, I feel like, because, you know, they preach that we have no, no part in it. It's monergistic. You know? mm-hmm. So, um, and people hate that. People hate it. I mean, right. so, some of the most, some of the worst conversations I've had is with people that, and I've, you know, talked to them about Calvinism, and I'm talking, they get irate when you start telling them that they had no no part in their salvation. Right. right. That and there was nothing they could do to save themselves. It was, yeah. it was only God. They hate it. Yep. They do. <laughs> they do. And, and, and I know that because the part of it is because then they start to immediately think that means that they have no free will at all. Yeah. Right. That you can't make your own decisions. And again, it's, it's so hard for our minds to grasp the idea around that. It's not like we don't get to decide what we're going to do. We do. We get to decide what we're going to do all the time. It's again, God just knows what we're going to make at every turn. So it's like, he's two steps ahead of us going like, okay, well, I'm going to put the door over here then. And then I'm going to put the, put this block there and right. I'm going to put this person there. And he's literally right in front of you the entire time yeah. knows exactly what you're going to do. And he's like, so I better do this. And then I got to do that. And then I got to put this there. And then I got to trip yeah. this up. I'm going to make his car not start for five minutes this day just so he misses that thing and i mean yeah. you know it yeah. he literally that's how he can operate if he needs to right i was i had a discussion with uh, i was talking to this again this newer christian guy who i a bible study with and he said something about it. he goes well i just don't know if he's that involved i'm like he knows mm-hmm. every hair on yeah. your head he's right. that involved he's that involved yeah. <laughs> he and is too, that like, involved you, you think you made that so, choice on your own right <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing is he's you know he's got it all planned out for us yeah right and he puts two choices in front of you. Yep. Right. I mean, you look at John Mark from Scripture. He knew John Mark was going to serve on missionary journeys. Yep. With Paul, but what did John Mark? But he let him. To, he let him leave right, the first he time. He let him leave the first time. Right. Yep. And, and I hear that all the time from ministers and stuff. Is that you know we know God called us into this, but we chose to walk away from it for a little while, mm-hmm. and God had to put stuff in. I mean, even myself, God had mm-hmm. to put stuff back in my path to draw me back to it. Right. right, right. But because at the same he, time, he knew already, exactly. He's like, right, Daniel's he, going to leave for exactly two years, three <laughs> yeah, months, and five days. So, like, he already knew what I was going to do, but he put him, he put it there in front of me to let yep. me, you know, right. I, I think, and I think that's part of his infinite love, mm-hmm. right? I mean, same as a parent. I'm not a parent, so y'all correct me if I'm wrong on this, but same as a parent, you know if your kid's going to make a good choice or not, right? Most of the time. Most of the time. But you're still going to let them make that choice. Especially now that they're in college. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you can't stop them anymore. Where, that's where, like, when it comes to salvation, like, I do lean more predestined. But I think when it comes to post-salvation and and doing things for God, I think he does let me have a little bit more of a leash to choose some things, right? And well, so I don't know. That's kind of like what we said earlier. I mean, yeah. like what, I mean, I think you have, I mean, I hate the word free will again, but right. if you want to say free will, choice. I think we you can, have more free choice. will as a Christian. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, and I, I think that I, yeah. is basically what you're saying. But. And um, how, how I look at that is, uh, I mean, we as people, we want to believe that we have a choice, but, from my understanding of the Bible, it, it's all been placed ahead of us, how everything's going to be. Everything is placed perfectly by God. Yeah. And it's all, he, he, he did it before time was a thing. 
Mm-hmm. He he has it all planned out. I feel like he gives us the illusion of a choice. Like w- there, there's two options there, but he's already chosen the one you're gonna pick. Right. But or he knows the one you're gonna pick. But either you, way, yeah. it's the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. I I and I again I agree with that. I still think we have free will. It's just again that he knows all our decisions before we even thought them. Right. Again, he knows every single decision we're going to make throughout our entire life. And so at the very beginning, he can just say that person is never going to accept me. So I have no need to even offer. Right. I mean, he could literally to God, it could just be like it goes, I've run every permutation of what you could possibly do with your life. And no matter what I did, you never accepted it. So moving on next person. Right. So there is there is that I don't take out the whole, you know, just from the very, very beginning, he says, I'm going to make this person a Christian. Because if he wanted to just make Christians, he could have done that right from the very get go. Right. right? He can make anything he wants. Right. Mm-hmm, he could. Right. He didn't want automatons because that's that's he, he didn't want believers who just believed in him because he made them believe in him. Right. He th- there is something to our faith. The fact that, again, we have to accept it. We have to we do have to say, yes. I, I am accept what I already believe, right? Again, I, I'll talk to a Christian. I'd love to find if somebody is listening or somebody, you know, somebody who says that they had to sit there and be like, I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe. And just like try real hard <laughs> to believe, right? And that's how they came to God. I'd, I'd, I would love to talk to somebody who did that. Because again, I think it's, it's more of that, that you all of a sudden just realize you do. Right. And you're like, you're like, holy crap, I believe. <laughs> like, oh man. Well, we also get told oh, us in crap. Matthew that... That, uh, you know, shake the dust off your sandals. I mean, that just mm-hmm. gives us the whole point of telling us that not everybody's going to believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, he tells us that just to let us know that you can work on them, but don't be wasting your whole time on something that's not going to happen. Right. Because, right, they're not, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. Yep. Right. They're rejecting that because they'd rather they'd rather stay with their sin they'd rather they'd rather feel good than feel bad about things you know um that that conviction is no fun no <laughs> no. no it's worth it though it's worth mm-hmm. it Corey, i've never heard a good explanation for like when we talk about predestination and, and calvinism for john three sixteen. forgot to love world. the world that no. whoever believes in him you know that was that's been the one verse that for me I'm like yeah it, I think I might be able to help you out maybe I mean like I said I'm definitely no expert on the subject matter here's how I deal with that one and it, maybe it'll help you maybe it won't um, but I think you can go to like let's go to First Timothy 2 I think this is probably going to be the better the better option here I'm just going to read it real quick and then I'm going to tell you how I understand it so first of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings uh, be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. Well, we know that the whole world is not going to be saved, and we know that all people are not going to That's universalism, and that's heresy. So, we got to look at context, and this is where this is where hermeneutics comes in. And so, for there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. 
which is the testimony given at the proper time. And this is where it get, this is where I think it it separates. You got you got to look at categorization at, at that time. You got to go back. So salvation was of the Jews mm-hmm. only. So that was their world. So whenever they say world, they're talking about Jews. But look at what Paul says. For this is for for this I was appointed a preacher and apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Mm-hmm. So when he talks about world. He's talking about it's going, the salvation is going out to the Gentiles, not just the Jews anymore. Mm-hmm. Because that was the world, was the Jews. But now, but when he says the word world, he's saying it's not only of the Jews anymore, it is going out to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at the categorization that he's talking. So when he says world, he's saying that salvation is not only of the Jews anymore, it is of also goes out to the Gentiles. Right. Right, right, and he had to he had to do that crazy dream to convince him of it, yeah. right? With sure, all, yeah. and and I don't know if that's a good. Uh, that's well, the way that my mind. No, and, and the way you put that now, now that you look back at John three, who is Jesus talking with? That's Nicodemus, right. right? That's and, right. And everyone Jesus that's interacted with was was with the Jews. That's a right. good point. Right, right. Yeah. and so now that you put it like that, I'm yeah. like, because yeah. I read all, I've read all the time, Jesus like. God, salvation was for the Jews first, then the Gentiles. That's right. Right. I, yeah. and, and, and it wasn't until that, his ascension when he said, he goes, that but, was literally at his ascension is when he said, now you're going to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, all right. of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the but earth. It was, that, it was yeah. that one verse, because that's the one verse that we preach so much of for right. salvation, right? It was right. that one verse that I was so hung up on that, yeah. no, I have 100%. Yeah. What I usually tell people is like, there's a problem. Like if like if you think that salvation goes out to all the world, you've got a problem because we know that the whole world is not going to be saved. Right. That's universalism. Right. So so there's a problem and you got to deal with that problem, you know. So Well, he did say he desires all right. men he to be saved. He doesn't say all men saved. are saved. Right. So desires. I get that. I do truly yeah. believe God wishes. God wishes that he goes, I wish they would have chose better. Right? Yeah. I wish right. they would have accepted me. So so do you believe that a person can thwart God's plan of salvation? No, I think I don't think that he's necessarily thwarting them because again, it's there there is something that you you have to accept it, right? I don't think God says, I'm gonna make Ray believe on this day. Yeah. And I'm gonna make because then he's also then saying, I'm gonna make this person not believe. Yeah. Right? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna try to go that direction, then he chose who has eternal hellfire. Why did he choose them? Why? Because he's if he determined everything, he determined all the things they're going to do in their lives. So why is he damning them to hell for that? For his glory. That I don't understand how that glorifies him. Because God is not only glorified in saving somebody, but he's always also glorified in his holy justice. Right. I get that. I 100% get that. But that doesn't require him to force somebody to go to hell. No. Right? Because no. I think I look at it more of a, again, he desires all men to be saved. The reason they're not is because they he knows they're not going to accept him. He knows that there is a vast majority of the people who are not going to accept him. I mean, if we get down to the real nitty gritty about it, the majority of the people are not going to accept him. So when I see it says he desires all men to be saved, I take that as he desires. He desired all men to be saved. He really wishes we all would accept it. I do think it went out to the whole world. But again, he know not everyone's going to accept that message and they don't. And so again, that's where I think that the only the only real debate, the only real difference I have against with Calvinism is the whole idea that I don't think faith is a work, 
but I do think faith is something that you have to you have to have and it's not something God doesn't give you the faith he gives you everything else you have the faith like I haven't found a verse that says God gives you the Holy Spirit then God gives you faith and then you always have the faith that's yeah. the some the thing that you have to do I just don't see faith as an action so that's why I am still monergistic monergistic because yeah, faith, faith yeah faith is like faith like I said faith is like uh, I don't even know how to say it right it's it, it's it is a very passive action when you have true faith because again I just realized that I'd been denying it I'd been convincing myself I didn't have that faith um and, I, and again, I'm not saying I did anything miraculous. It wasn't my understanding. That was God working through me. That was God using the Holy Spirit to show me the truth. So he is heavily involved there. Again, that's why it's monergism. It's all him. But at the same time, the man who chooses to continue to not believe, I think that's the people who are making a choice. They're choosing to be like, I'm going to choose not to believe that because it, it, it makes it so I can't do these things I want to do. And, and most of them are wrong about all that anyway. That's a whole other podcast we can go into. But yeah, that's where I, that's where I still have the division where, where I just can't, can't jive with, with that part of Calvinism. That's, that's but why. We got we to understand, though, that we, that we have to go back to the conversation if we have to have the bad with the good because Satan wanted to be more than God. So mm-hmm. God had right. to punish him and send and, him out. And God wasn't even surprised when Satan fell. No. Right. So if that if that there gave choices, we have to understand that Satan can take over man as well like we do. Sin, like you said, we're we're prone to be sinners before we can love God without the Holy Spirit. So that that there just gives us the justification that God had his bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> See? See, right there. Yeah. <laughs> God had to have his bad to make his just justification plan to work out that you follow this, you will be punished. I threw him out, you will be thrown out mm-hmm. too if you decide not to. So, I mean, you have to tie all that in as far as, you know, you have to have the good with the bad because you, you have to have the example and that's how you learn. You know, if you choose this way and you don't want to turn that way, you'll be thrown out. Right. That's the way it is. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there is something, again, that is the mystery that we don't understand. And I don't think we will till we get to heaven. Because, again, it comes back to the why would you I do agree. all this? Because he mm-hmm. could have created a perfect heaven, a perfect yeah. world where there was no sin. He could have done that. He's God. He's all powerful. Yeah. There's a reason he did it this way. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. And we yeah. will when we get to heaven. Right. Yeah. Right. And there, there, there are mysteries of the Bible that will never be unfolded yeah. to us, unfortunately. That's just how it is. And but, I think that's where we get our human nature of we want to be our own gods. Uh-huh. So yep. mm-hmm. if we choose that we're better than God, well, we had our prime example. You will be tossed out of heaven. Right. So, yep. I mean, yeah, that yeah. just falls in line. Nothing. Satan's got the only one who's got, he, that's where the unforgivable sin comes from, too, is, is from Satan, right? You know, people ask about, can you lose, the only, uh, before I tell you, the only way you can lose salvation is to be like Satan, to know God, believe he's real, right. and then work to convince people that he's not. That's, that is the unforgivable sin. Mm-hmm. It's spelled out in the Bible. You will not go to heaven if you do that. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I do actually lean more towards the you can't lose your salvation unless you do that. Unless you decide that I am going to pee in God's pool and just mess up as many people as I can. If you choose to do that, were you ever saved in the first place? Were you ever saved in the first place? I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't see how somebody who 
receive that grace and that love could could turn their back would mm-hmm. want to do that yeah. you know what I mean right. like it, for me it doesn't and maybe that's because my mind is so small that I can't figure that out but I just don't I don't understand it like once you mm. receive that grace and that love it's like why would I ever well and I think it's because they haven't received that grace and love yet. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. So and were they really ever saved in the first place? Yeah, right. Probably not. Hebrews. Right. They went out from us because they never were of right. us. Right. 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 Yep. Exactly it. Yep. And I, and, and I think it's so easy nowadays to sit here and, I mean, we all know that heaven's going to be a better place. Mm. But as a far as a lost person, the self gratification they have on earth, how much, how can it be even better than this? I mean, it's already right here in the palm right. of my hand. It's physical. It's great. So, why would I want anything else? I, I mean, I'll right. have it when I die too. It's, I mean, that would be their their thoughts in their heads. Yeah. But we have to sit here and see without the wool over our eyes this is really not the best place no. <laughs> so mm-hmm. i mean no. if you offer me a better place after i go here why would you not want to understand that mm-hmm. because if you offer them a you know we hear the lake of fire why would you want to choose that you know versus i want to be self-gratified now it can't be that bad you know right. that's what the world pulls over your eyes right now mm-hmm. so i yeah. It all ties in together, you guys. Go yeah, because uh, <laughs> well, I mean, even because oh man, because I'm terrible with names, and we talked about that last night too. Yeah. I'm just terrible with names and trying to remember all the names. But the richest man, uh, the rich man Lazarus, yes, who was in hell, and he told um, mm-hmm. uh, told Abram to dip his finger in the water and. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. that one, that guy. That, that Sorry, guy. continue. No, it's all right. Continue. Now, it. <laughs> well, now I lost it. Now <laughs> I have my train of whole, whole thought and everything. Lazarus, like a fire. I know. I had it know. all on earth. It's all right. I, I, Sorry, I tried. It's okay. Sorry, I actually was going to continue Gosh, on, on. Yeah, I had it. I, I know I had it. Too. Don't worry. Don't the know. Lord will bring it back to you yeah. if you no, need it, right? Will. Gosh dang it, Daniel. Because I, I quoted a part of Ephesians two earlier, but you got to continue it too because it 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 doesn't actually make it super easier. But you know, because where I ended, where uh, His kindness towards us in Jesus Christ, it continues, and it has the very famous verse: "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself; it is a gift of God." not of works at least anyone should boast right mm-hmm. so again that's that's that final piece that for sure convinces me that the synergism thing just doesn't work right because again right. this is a gift from god right that the grace that you have been saved now it does say through faith right so like, like faith is like what is opening the door to allow the holy spirit in or something like that but again there's, there's a good argument to this and i don't know what it is i probably should but it um i'm not even going to attempt to tell you but they they talk about abraham and sacrificing Isaac on Isaac. Yep. You know, I was just actually was, we did the how, Bible study on that this morning. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. what I was reading this There's morning. A pretty good argument for it. And I just, like I said, I'm not going to even attempt it cause I'm going to just butcher it. But, um, there's a pretty good argument saying that he actually had faith before like faith. Yeah. You know, he I'm had saying? faith in God. So, yeah, yeah. He had a faith in God. Yeah. yeah, of course he did. Cause he, he knew God had promised him that his son was going to be, Mm-hmm. You know, he, he didn't just say, I'm going to give you a son. He told him what his son was going to be. Yeah. Now, he didn't give him the full. He actually gave him the rest of the prophecy after that sacrifice right. that he'd be, yeah. you know, the whole deal. But 
he he had told them that you're going to have a son who's going to continue your generations yeah. right so abraham had faith that he goes even if i killed my son i've heard people argue that he knew that he was going to be resurrected yeah right that's what he thought was going to happen yeah. doesn't matter really no, what abraham same. thought he thought enough to know he said god told me to do it i'm doing it yeah right yeah. and I actually, this is the best description of faith that I found. Did not come across as myself. I don't know who said it because I heard it from another pastor who was saying that he copied it because he said it was the best one he had seen. Faith, it, true faith, 100% faith is the moment by moment belief in God's provision, yeah. regardless of what the rest of the world thinks of, of it, I, right? I like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's absolutely correct. If you have 100% faith, you will not worry about a single thing in your life. Mm -hmm. You will know that moment by moment, God will take care of you yeah, as well. long as you are moving in that. And I do not have faith like that. I can tell you that right now. I have good, I have faith, but I do not, be, I have, I cannot give every moment of my life away to God. I just, I yeah, don't. Genesis 22, where we got that Abraham and Isaac, it says that after these things, God tested Abraham, right? Mm -hmm. So God tested to see. Does really, he have the faith? How strong is this faith? Like, yep. yeah, he has faith, but is it strong and solid? That's how important it, it is. That's how important faith is. Yeah, it is. right. And, and that's where you know, and you see that whole, you see the f the faith showing of Abraham the whole way through that story, right? Mm -hmm. Of them going up and Isaac looking at Dad saying, "Hey, we got the wood, we got the fire. Where's the lamb? <laughs> Where's the sacrifice?" <laughs> and what does Abraham say? God, God will, will provide. provide. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, for for me, I want to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Right. There's moments in my life where I'm like, yeah, God will provide for what I need. Right. Right. Especially when it's tough. <laughs> but then there's still moments that I step in the way. Right. Mm -hmm. And and try to provide for myself. I want to get to the Abraham side of it to where it's like, yeah, right. God's going to give me That'd be awesome. God. Will, yeah. Like yeah. if I can get to that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's, that's instilled in us too, especially being men is we can do it. We can make it work. It, we can absolutely. We do it. We've been know? taught that's our job, well, right? Yeah, I'm right 100 percent of the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, because right. I don't want to be wrong, right? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you I'm going to be. You know, I'm, why am I going to tell you something I'm going to be wrong at? Yeah, mm -hmm. right, right. Do but that's me, our that's our nature. Derek, yeah. do you want me to read that rich the rich man and Lazarus? No, I don't you? even. Okay. Man, my mind just went so blank. Because it wasn't Lazarus that was in hell; it was the rich man. Lazarus was up in heaven beside Abraham. Looking down on him. Looking down. Yeah, looking down. And the rich on him. man was like, "If you would just send him, you know, to my family." And Abraham was like, "Right, well, you had the prophets Moses and Noah, and yeah. you had opportunity." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we're we're all so, and you can see the work of Satan in this world because we are promised an eternity of glory, mm -hmm. right? An eternity. But it's it is the ultimate delayed gratification because we have to wait till the end of our lives for it. Right. We don't get it until the end of our lives here on this earth. Mm -hmm. Right. And everything in this world now is faster and faster gratification. How fast can you get your gratification? You know, it's, uh, it's that, ridiculous yeah. what it is now compared it to is. when we were kids. Right. Uh, right. It is so crazy. And that is 100% from Satan right there, because if you're focusing on in the moment gratification, you do not care at all about future gratification right that's right yeah. so i listened to a podcast on my way up to autumn's college on monday and i think i told you about it randy and, it, and it's good it's just like that right and that's the world today when we make bad choices 
you get that instant gratification, right? If I'm on a diet and I eat a donut and I'm like, oh man, it tastes so good. But later down the road, you're going to have the negative effects, mm-hmm. right? I want to go lose weight and go to the gym. That's how the guy put it. And it, it was, it was awesome for me. Cause you know, that we're trying to do all this fitness stuff. If I eat right and work out, I see the results later mm-hmm. on my good choices, right? Just almost like salvation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in God. I'm going to walk with God, but later now that we're going to be in heaven, that's a later mm-hmm. thing. So I we feel that the good choices and the good decisions are the good, I, you know, habits, habits, or, yep. right? You're going to have, it's going to show later. Your bad decision is going to show right then and there. And we can ask any teenager right now or any kid or even even us, right? We make a bad decision. You know, it feels mm-hmm. good at the time, but later, I mean, just yeah. almost instantly. Yep. There's well, with, repercussions. With the gym, repercussions. You take a week off of the gym, what happens? No, I know it. You know, you you're see, not going anymore. You're not going anymore, but you see that that negative side effect to it. And you feel right? it. And, and you, you don't, feel it. And you're just yeah. like, mm-hmm. I mean, you made a comment last night to me and with all my running and I was like, well, yeah, I haven't been able to run. And you know, I mean, you can see it, you can tell. Mm-hmm. And when I do go run, I can feel it. Right. <laughs> it's right. But you can also take it as the delayed grat- gratification is what you can learn from it. Yeah. How long, yeah. You know, you deal with it is what you can learn and be experienced in as far as instant gratification. What did you really learn? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Just, I'd, I'd love to go run a marathon in four hours, mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen unless I go work at it and get there. Yeah. And maybe years down the road, I'll make it, you know, but it's going to take time to get there. And we say this all the time. And I've said this many times. It's a, it's a microwave generation, right? Yeah. We're in the microwave era. I, you know, right there. I want it now. I want it now. I don't want to work for it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work. Mm-hmm. And oh. we know all of this is work. Right. Right. This is work. How mad do you get when it takes, you know, 10 seconds to load a web page? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Remember when At it used point, to be, nobody pick it. up the phone for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. I'm downloading something. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a web page. <laughs> and now we're like, work instantly, darn it. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, Louis C.K. He's not Christian, but it's going to space. Just yeah. give it a minute. <laughs> it's got to go up But that's space the world that back. we're living in right now. No, it's true though. It's true, and mm-hmm. you know what? Funny enough, just now, anal- you know, I know you guys are, are kind of drawing the analogy on the gratification thing, but you know what? The other part of the analogy there is, all those things to get stronger, you have to work at it. To run better, you have to work at it. Yes. Your faith, guess what? You got to work, work at it. it. Oh, yeah. Your faith is I, faith is a muscle too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You're given yeah. faith like a child at first, and then even as we were reading in in Second Timothy, actually, uh, just in men's Bible study, he even goes into or no, actually, no, this wasn't in uh, Corinthians too because. The Corinthians and Corinth, they were all in the Greek style. They were all in the in the Roman style. They were all about, oh, I'm of this guy. I'm of of, of Socrates. And, I'm yeah. of a yeah. They were all of I, I I follow what this person says. It was all about which camp are you in, which division are you part of, right? It was mm-hmm. all about men and who you believed was the person who was the wisest you knew, right? And shoot, no, I lost where I was going with this. <laughs> uh, oh, and it was because he he nope, I can't remember where I was going. Darn derailed me anyway it was uh it's it's the fact that it's not of us it's not about us it's it's about 
the word that God is sharing through. That's what that's what actually Paul even came to him and said, as I pointed out in the thing, Paul was highly trained. He was becoming a Pharisee. He was well educated, right? He he actually was a great speaker. And he says, and I came to you and I forgot, I pretended I knew nothing except for Jesus Christ. Because he brought it down to all that mattered mm-hmm. was Christ crucified. That's exactly what he said. He said, Ev- I left everything else out because he actually was just in Athens before that and it did not go very well in Athens because everybody started arguing about, well, this person says that and this person says that and this person, and he just start going divisions right away. So when he went to the next place, he says, listen, this is all that matters. Yep. Christ died for you. Mm. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is a waste of time. It really is. Yep. yep. I wasn't where I was going with it, but that's what I remembered. <laughs> what he says though in chapter three of First Corinthians, where he, where he where he gets that from with divisions in the church, um, he he says there for while there is jealousy, verse three, and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says I follow Paul and another I follow Paulus, are you not being merely human? Mm-hmm. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God got the growth. Right, mm. right. Yeah, none of us save. I mean, that's one yeah. thing that we've all talked about and we all know. But for anyone who ever thinks about it, you don't save a thing, mm-hmm. right? You are right. an instrument of God that's in it. that sense, that's right? That's he it. puts you in that spot to be there. The Holy Spirit is working through you to help to know the right words to say because we, we don't, right? right? We, don't. we don't. And if, we, if I studied and tried to use my words, <laughs> it, would be, it would be folly and it would lead people astray yeah. as opposed right. to just trying to rely on what's in this book. That's where we're at. And that's, uh, you know, going out and evangelizing, you know, I love looking at it from the aspect that you have a 100% success rate because of predestination and election. Yeah. If they don't accept it, they weren't right. going to accept that's it. That's right. You have yep. a 100% well, success rate. And Paul rate. says that right there, right? Yeah. I, I planted a Paulus watered and God gave growth. That's right. Like it was only by God that that, yep. that's right. you know. Yeah, you so. have a 100% success rate, so... Right. Which is which was hard for me, you know, going out and evangelizing, especially on college campuses. You know, it's easy to get down because mm-hmm. there's so much rejection. Oh yeah. And it's easy to get down on yourself and to take it personal, but I had to, you know, I had to constantly remind myself it's not it's not me that gives the growth. It's mm-hmm. not me that gives the increase. It's mm-hmm. God, you know. And and I remind my wife of this too a lot too because she's had she's she is really on fire with trying to share it with the people that we used to be hanging out with none of whom are Christian or saved. They're all in the, in the new age and all that. And like, she has experienced some harsh, just rejection as well as like, you know, just gone, like, you know, just ending friendships left and right because people don't want to hear it. You know, they just take the convictions too much for them. But I keep reminding her, it's like the other thing you got to understand is you you don't even know you could, you could think it was the worst interaction you've ever had. That was the worst time sharing the gospel. That person screamed at me, pulled a gun on me, whatever happened. Like I feared for my life and I got out of there 10 years later, they could end up saved. And, and you were a, you watered, you planted, you did something. You have no idea what your involvement in the whole process could be. So you can't fail. Right? right, and and as I've even been saying that too is is the fact that you have to realize that as long as you're coming from the place of I am coming to share God, I'm not doing this because I want them to look at me and think that I am something special. I'm mm-hmm. not doing this because I want to feel good about it. I'm doing this because I want you to know God the way I know God. Then you cannot fail. 
right. you can not fail because if you failed, that means God failed and God can't fail. Right. And two, like you go to share the gospel with somebody. It may not be for them, but it may be for the person that's around them. Right. 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 Someone walking by may hear it and be like, Oh yep. yeah. Tell I, me more about I that. Do, I do yep. need God, yep. you know, or they could like, even go to somebody. They could, they could later go to their friend and be like, dude, this butthead tried to share God with me yeah. today. Blah, blah. This is what he said. Yeah. And then that friend goes off and gets saved and because of where, that. Right. I mean, I it's have cool. to remember like, okay, yeah, they said no, but it must not have been for them. Mm-hmm. Somebody else who was walking by. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you needed to hear the words out loud. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that too, yeah. you know. Right, right. And and I know there's verses that you have to be careful. Like, you know, you don't cast the seeds on the rocks, right? Like, so there's right. you do need to make wise decisions on where you're going, right? Right. Probably right. not the best idea to try to like go into a, a dangerous neighborhood in a in a you know bad town and start you trying mean, to just immediately share the gospel. Like, I mean, you, I'm not you saying mean I don't go stand on the street corner with a bullhorn and just start yelling at just start people. Just start yelling at people. <laughs> right. We don't do that. I mean, if God called you to that, then that's you. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's. Every you know again, it's it's the simple interactions too, right? It's it, the the true salvations. You talk to people, the people who yeah. truly are saved and saved for life. It often comes one on one. It often comes from just talking with one person, from just yeah. that somebody being there for them when they needed it to share a shoulder, to share some words, to share love and grace that God gives us. Mm-hmm. If we can reflect that, because that is this is actually one thing I constantly say because I hear people say it. Oh yeah, we're created in the image of God. The actual word is we are created as the imagers of God. We are created to be the image of God on this earth. We are created to spread his love and grace on this earth by, by being like Christ. That is what we are called to do. Yep. Right? So that ties what they tell us about Christ to the very very beginning into genesis right god i don't think god looks like us right because we also look very different right Mm -hmm. i mean if we get up there and he might maybe maybe he's bipedal or maybe it's you know whatever i'm not saying that i don't think we were created god looks exactly like a human and if he does i might be wrong on that but i'm just saying i don't think that's what that verse is saying i think it's saying again we are that is that is what got satan so mad is the fact that we were given something that they weren't given right angels were created for a different purpose and satan did not like that purpose and thought he was greater than god and i think he actually got jealous of what we were given right is that fact that we have creation and we have the grace and the love that we can share from god and satan was created to be the accuser and that's all he was created to be right that's literally what his name means is the accuser so he is he is made to pick everything apart and in doing so he thought he was better than everything and again, I could be wrong on that. That's, it doesn't exactly spell that on the Bible. I'm going to, you know, I'm inferring a few things, but at the same time, that's all he does, right? That's all Satan has ever does. And every time he's speaking, it's, it's, it's deceiving and lying and accusing and, and trying to prove to you that you don't believe what you believe, mm-hmm. to make you doubt what you think, to make yep. you doubt your salvation, to make you doubt your love and your grace and all of that stuff, right? Did God really say Yeah, did? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what really I always go that? to, too. Did uh-huh. he really say? say yeah, I, I was like... I can't remember where we were. Is in a Bible study, I think, uh, and somebody said, "He goes, no, well, he lied to Eve afterwards when he said this." I was like, "No, if you go to it, 
It's he not deceived. a direct lie. He deceived. He deceived. Yeah. Right. Deceived. He plants the seed of lie. That's, That's why he well, is the society, father of lies. Right. Well, and like you look at him and Jesus in the wilderness. Right. He know, didn't lie once to he Jesus. He tried to deceive Jesus. Yep. But he didn't lie to him. some words in there. Like, yep. Yep. You're correct. He didn't say this, but he did say this. Yeah. Right. You're very bad. I don't like you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gist of it. Good breakdown. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Yep. yep. But that's why the deception is so so bad too, though. I yeah. mean, that's why it's that's it's the root of it. That is why again, it's the father of the lie is that deception because it uh, all comes. Lies come from the fact that you're trying to deceive someone. I think mm-hmm. part of his biggest way to deceive now, though, is by causing those divisions among. Oh us. sure. You oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh so heck too. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. 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 So. Having us divide over the silliest of things mm-hmm. as opposed to the most important of things because yeah. you mean like blue carpet in the sanctuary right right or <laughs> drums on stage or drums not. on stage that brings up the good point too that if you don't think that they have a job too we just said that i mean we have a job to go out and teach the gospel or preach the gospel to people they have the job to come out here and deceive the gospel Right. They so, do. I mean, they do. both are working at the same time. It's they just were. right. The know. spiritual warfare is real, and mm. the people who don't believe that it's real are in danger, or, or even Christians who don't believe that it's real are in danger because it is a real thing out there. I, I had someone explain in a, in a great way, too, recently, and someone I was listening to, he's like, you know, you wonder how does and people will say all the time, well, why does God allow these things to happen this way? So, well, he's not making them happen. That's humans. That's us doing it. That is that free will of the lost man to be able to do these worst things you could possibly do. But I don't think humans do it on their own. I think that is the demonic realm. I think that is the powers and principalities working with them, right? Because you, if you don't think they work together, right? Mm-hmm. If, if there's a, a, a demon devil or whatever their words might be for it, I might be calling them by the wrong names. I don't understand it, but we know they're real because they're talked about in the Bible. If they're working with one evil person over here and then this other one's working with an evil person over here do are we dumb to think that they, those two powers don't say hey let's bring these two people together right let's get these people let's get more evil people together mm-hmm. so we can get more evil stuff to happen i mean they and put on your tinfoil hat for a second but i do believe that there's a lot of bad things that are happening in specifically what they're doing to people here in america that is not being done in some nefarious cabal of people that are in a room talking about we're going to do this and that and other thing it's more of the one person here at one company says, well, that food additive we're looking to put in there, it's, yeah, it's not so great for people, but it's just a tiny little bit and it's going to be okay. Now you do that a thousand times, mm-hmm. right? One person being like, well, I know it's bad, but I'm going to do it. And it's just a little thing. And again, it's everywhere, right? You can look up, there's numerous people's talking stories, talking about this of immigrants who will come from another country, come to our country. They will eat food here, make their own food, but just buy our food from grocery stores, make their food, gain tons of weight, be sick, be unhealthy, then go back to their country and again, make the same food, but just buying it from there and they start losing the weight and they start getting healthy again, Mm -hmm. right? There is so much junk pumped into our food. I don't think it's an accident. Right. Again, I'm, you put your tinfoil yeah. hat on if you no. want, but I don't think it's that. No, I don't think there again. I don't think there's a room full of people sitting there saying we're going to kill everyone by feeding a little chemical here and a little chemical there and a little chemical there. It's it's a death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. It's a thousand people making small moral sacrifices that the fallen realm is convincing them to make. So are they planting seeds as well? 
Yeah, See? they are they are planting I mean, seeds as well. Yeah, yeah that's it, a good way to put yeah. it. Satan needs to get his own game. I mean, like <laughs> he can't. Yeah. yeah, he can't. He can't. Uh, no, I'm just. That's true. Copycat. No. Yeah. But that's all he does too, though, right? I mean, I know this from being in the lost world. If you look at what New Age believes, a whole bunch of it lines up with what's in here. A whole bunch. They, I don't. I think it almost might be impossible for them to outright lie. I think they have to tell the truth. I think all they can do is twist. Mm -hmm. I think that's why they'll take 95% truth and then just put that leaven in there. They twist it just a little bit, right? To to make it so that it's about you or about something else other than God, yeah. right? That's all they got to do is just seed a little doubt, change a little bit and move it a little different direction. And all of a sudden now you've got all kinds of craziness happening all over the place, right? And yeah. and that's all they got to do. Yeah. It, same games just different you know, right about yeah. god or self you know right so that. if it works why why change it mm -hmm. you know just yep. glorifying one way or the other yep i mean it and this is again this is me just inferring a few things from reading studying the bible the way i do but it is clear there there are rules right there are like there's some laws and rules that we don't understand mm -hmm. right there are certain things that just have to be done a certain way for some reason and maybe we'll understand them when we get to heaven maybe we won't but it i just there's clearly is some sort of of a game is the best way to say it but it, i don't think it's necessarily a game but that's what it is there is some sort of battle i mean any war any battle it's a game when you're the generals right you're just moving pieces telling them where to go tell them to do the fighting I mean, there is a game going on of some sort. There are rules that are in play. There are certain things that can't be done um, for whatever reason or aren't done for whatever right. reason. We don't understand them, which is why, you know, again, as I've heard say, God's playing 4D chess and we're down here playing checkers, right? <laughs> Trying to figure out why we can't understand the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the people who try are the people who get lost in it, right? We're not called to try. We're not mm -hmm. called to try to understand all this. Right. So even with this discussion tonight and, and if anyone listening is coming out going, I don't understand a thing better than <laughs> we started. I don't know if we do either, but right. it, it doesn't matter. Really. I think the important thing about this discussion is we can all still come together. We mm -hmm. can all still fellowship together. We can all still be Christians together mm -hmm. and know that we're going to be in heaven together. And, and what's our main job, regardless as Christians is to just share, share the gospel, share the gospel. Yep. Share the gospel, share the gospel. And, so. it, and to your point of the, checkers and chess if you don't believe that look at job i mean god put in play you know mm -hmm. there's my man right Looking. yep yep and satan didn't did. choose job no 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 god, god actually said did you consider job yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yep god so, literally was like hey check out my homie over here yeah. <laughs> saying where so, you been going to and fro have you looked at job yet yep. <laughs> take him yep. don't take him hey, you see that guy take, all, take all that stuff from him though yep and yep but again, yeah. he, his faith persevered, and in the end, he ended up with more than he'd had in the beginning. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? So you're saying God knew what was going to happen with Job? Wow! <laughs> Whoa! What? That's no. crazy. No way. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go back to sleep. My bad. <laughs> I, was saying, I didn't think you were supposed to talk. I've yep. just been waiting on a quote from you all night. He yeah. forgot his iPad. I know. He forgot his I iPad. I feel like we can't I've, I've like, ever end, end podcast without I, I a quote. To, I, wanted to, I wanted to hear this tonight, and there was nothing that I need to cut in about yet, but I have one at the end. Okay, you got one. All right. I don't so got to look one up for you. We're good. Silver <laughs> 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 look pretty. 
<laughs> we don't got the cameras yet. It don't matter how pretty I look. <laughs> don't matter. I'm wearing sweatpants and sandals. Yeah. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> when you work from home. Right. Right. I would have changed into this before I came anyway. What are you talking about? I want to be comfortable. I think somebody's jealous. I want to be comfortable. Me? Yeah. It's because you work at home. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you woke up with. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on. No, shit. It's his recreational clothes. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I worked all day in. I'll tell you that. I didn't, I didn't, I I put on my work shirt every day. I do wear my shirt. Even though I work from home, I wear my work shirt because I'm repping my company and putting myself in the right mindset, but sweatpants are fine. (laughs) I'm at a desk all day. At least I put pants on. Sometimes you need to wear the stretchy pants. Yeah. It is for fun. Yeah. My Zoom calls are only to here to here. Right. Yep. You have to show up the office in pants still. No. <laughs> Tell him, Corey. Yeah. Once you get behind your desk, what you do with those pants, that's, right. that's optional. Yeah. But Keep it behind the desk. As long as you're sitting down. Stairs back, Corey. Come on. Oh, right. Corey, Corey's got something. He's yeah. got his iPad up. Yeah. Well, he, got, Corey? He's got it down. He looks busy. I mean, yeah. with an iPad. Yeah. I don't know if he is or it, not. The but iPad he looks busy. and then his hand <laughs> sitting on the phone. Is this what he looks like in the office? It, there? it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he, he, he knows when I walk by him not to talk to him if his headset's on. Yeah. yeah. But if he looks over, he goes, okay. Yeah. So he's on the phone. I'm not on the phone. What he's really doing is just like, paint by numbers or something yeah, like that yeah. on the iPad yeah. yeah he just don't want to talk to you though no, no I get it I get it man I get it no I enjoy talking to Derek <laughs> we have a good time yeah it is a good time I try to make it not so much work hmm. more fun than work yeah uh, sometimes uh-huh. you can't avoid the work though. yeah because at first I thought we were talking about selling insurance here because rejection and <laughs> yeah, it's a brutal game yeah yep. yeah <laughs> Was that shots fired? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nah, just what you got, Corey? I mean, I was. I mean, I can kind of. I mean, this is interesting. It might interest you guys. I mean, it's just kind of what I was studying, which I, I really was really unprepared, and I just didn't have enough time to study as much as I would have liked to. But I mean, I can kind of share with you guys. So I think it might be interesting to you, kind of what I wrote down. So. Yeah. So if you look at Genesis, Genesis 45 and 50, uh, we're going to look at Joseph. So, so I'm going to read it. And, and now do not be distressed or angry, angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing or nor harvest. And God sent me before you, before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it, so it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord all of his house and ruler over the land of Egypt. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So looking at that context, God used their crime for his purposes, purposes they could not have anticipated. Here, Joseph sounds forth the overreaching theological conviction of the Joseph novel. God's purposes are not thwarted by human sin, but rather advanced by it through his good graces. Mm -hmm. The hand of God is seen not only in clearly miraculous interventions and revelations, but also in the work, work, working out of divine purpose 
through human agency, frail and broken as it is. Joseph knows, knows it to be true. You sold me, but God sent me. Joseph does not deny their evil intent, but the wordplay, using the same verb with different idioms, highlights the way God was turned, or God has turned the evil intent of humans into an opportunity to accomplish His good purposes. They plan harm, but God reconfigured their evil and produced good from it. The brother sold Joseph to Egypt with evil intent, but it was really God who brought him to Egypt in order to preserve life. God's providence has directed everything, even the misdeeds of the brothers. It underscores the true purpose of the entire account of Joseph. God is the subject of the story, and He is moving all things to the end and goal that He has decreed. That goal is the preservation of a remnant or seed on the earth. Joseph again highlights the fact of the sovereignty and providence of God. He states emphatically that the true source of his coming to Egypt is not the brother's evil activity. Rather, it was the will of God that brought about the present circumstances. This opening statement clearly proclaims the doctrine of providence. It was God who placed Joseph in these various official positions. Joseph simply believes that God even uses the sinfulness of humans to bring about his good purposes for the world. This theological concept is no stranger to the rest of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He does that routinely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he. I've, I've said that a bunch of times, too, because when people say, you know, the, oh, well, the... You know, the lost couldn't have the Holy Spirit or something. It's like I don't. They might not keep it, but he's he's used armies to destroy other nations yeah. to, for his purpose. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. He he to think that he can't use a lost person to do whatever he wants. Well, again, yeah. now we're putting limits on God. There's right. nothing God can't do. Right. Yeah. Right. There's things he doesn't do because he, he he just he knows his all his decisions. He's wise. He understands the right thing to do. But yeah, he could he could he could take any single person and put them in your path for any reason and it's his purpose yeah yeah, yeah they could have meant it for evil but god meant it for good right yeah. exactly yeah. right yeah. and even even that's and that's the hard part for people to grasp too with even with big tragedies that happen in your life right and yeah. we, as christians we have a lot more peace than most people do because we can understand right. that yeah. there is a pattern here we don't necessarily see it there is a plan here and we might not ever understand it Right, Joseph didn't understand that plan for how many years? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes, that sounds great when he says it there. And when you're reading Exodus, it's right here and it's right there, yeah. and so it seems like such a short time. But I think yeah. he was in Egypt without his brothers for like almost 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, a long time, a long time mm-hmm. to hate your brothers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he did not have peace with it until right then yeah. to realize what had happened. I know. Right. Yeah. So it 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 you might not understand the peace until. You get to God, yeah. and He says, "Oh yeah, this is why I did that." And then yeah. again, there's going to be so many face palm moments. We're <laughs> 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 like, "Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I didn't understand it. I didn't yeah. understand mm-hmm. it." Yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to read it because I mean, just trust God. Yeah, I know that's it's a... tough. Trust in the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. and try to rest in Christ. Right, Christ and, finished work, and I still know. praise Him in the bad times. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. it's hard to do. It's yeah. not I was going to bring easy. that point up. You, yeah. It sounds like just thirty seconds, but it sound it's over years. Yeah, that so. he was sitting there. Yeah. You're going through a bad time. Still praise God for it because yeah. eventually it may be. 
to that's your right. advantage and you no, don't understand that's it. right yeah. right so, I, mean, I mean i think he, he spent like he me, spent you know. three years in jail right that, they make that story about where he's in there and there's the cupbearer and the thing and then and then all of a sudden it just fast forwards and it's like one paragraph later now he's getting out of jail that yeah. wasn't a month later yeah. that was yeah. years, years later he was yeah. forgotten for like two plus years in jail yeah, it's crazy. And, and so we we miss that context every now and again in the bible because they don't specifically spell all that out We've been studying Acts, and in the study of Acts, I've been listening to some commentaries, and Acts, actually, it moves faster and faster and faster the more you go through Acts, right? Like the yeah, first yeah. chapter, it's literally like, okay, day one, day two, day three, and then it's week one, week two, week three, month one, year one, year three. Like next thing you know, yeah. if you're not paying attention, you're you know, you're know at Act, halfway you through see, Acts, they're like, oh, no, it's been 20 years at this yeah, point all yeah. of a sudden. Well, because yeah. you see all three missionary journeys. <laughs> right. right there, Jam right in, in there. Acts. Right. And you <laughs> yeah. can read them all in about 45 minutes yeah. and yeah. think that it was yeah. just, oh, just like that. Bam, bam, bam. They were done. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's the time is the timing. God's timing is perfect. And, yep. and we are not in control of any of that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one of the things where I give, my wife has a, an amazing faith because, you know, she, she struggles with a chronic health is, illness and it gives her almost constant pain. Like she, and it's, it's even on the days where she's looks good, she's still in pain. Yeah. She's just in less pain than normal. So yeah. she can function. And so, and even, you know, and I'm not saying she greets every single day, like, you know, great for the Lord, what he has done, how he's put my life. But at the same time, she also, I think, has accepted that she would probably not have gotten saved if this illness had not come because we were, we were just go, go, go living our life, doing our dreams, doing, thinking about what we wanted to do. And this has made it so that she can almost do nothing that she wants to do. Right. It's, it's yeah. brought it down to the point where she can she can barely play music when she wants to play music because of how she feels. Man. And she still maintains her faith and she still understands. And and I'm not saying she doesn't have days of doubt. Right. We all have days of doubt. Right. Yeah. Our, our, mm-hmm. I don't think our growth of faith is just a straight moving upline hill. I mean, it's, right. it goes up, it goes down, yeah. it has well, peaks, it has I mean, valleys. Abram showed that. Yeah. yeah, it's true. He did. But I give it to her in a, in a way she has faith like that. I, I couldn't even believe because, again, accepting what God has done, yeah. right? There, I don't understand it. We don't understand. I, we can make up this thing. Oh, maybe we've got saved coming. Maybe it's maybe this. Maybe the reason is for harmony. Maybe the reason is for harmony's kids, right? Maybe it, we don't know God's timing. We don't know God's plan, and we have to accept those things that that the world tells you you should be mad about. Mm-hmm. The world tells you oh, you should yeah. be raging about those yes. things. The world yep. tells you you should be angry and, and do things and, and whatever, right? It, but that's the exact opposite, of course, of what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do, yeah. right? And and so she just tries to just do live out God's will with what she can. She knows, okay, God made me this way for a reason. So, you know, she knows, she's like, okay, well, clearly my, my I'm, I'm not called to be a missionary in Africa or something like that because that ain't going to work with an illness like this. So she's just trying to find God's will in her life. And, yeah. and, and so yeah. for her, she's like, I'm, you know, raising my daughter. She's raising our daughter and she's teaching her biblically every single day, plus all the rest of the stuff she does and tries, you know, helps me out and keeps me on course and all that too. And, and she's so, coming up with literature too, right? Huh? Last time I was over at your house, she was coming up with, like new believer literature, right? Yeah, taking a class that we'd been through, yep. and you know, it was it was one of those yeah, uh, discipleship type courses that you take, and mm-hmm. it's been around for a long time. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, we went through it, 
and you know of course it had a bunch of questions that somebody else answered we answered all those questions and yeah now she's going through and she's actually putting in more bible verses putting in more references that right. you know literally turning it from this like these small little like you know one of those oh you get one sheet and it's front and back and mm -hmm. there's some questions and stuff on it now each section is like four or five pages worth of stuff right, right. so yeah she's she's working on that yep, yeah yep. yep and she's she's working actually on a bunch of music too she's taking this, uh, a bunch of psalms and writing songs really? for them and oh, she's putting great. music to a bunch wow. of psalms and stuff that's and amazing i know and i'm trying to get all the stuff i can at home so i can hopefully record it because she just she doesn't her health is going to make it hard for her. she's not going to be able to like go do a concert somewhere go play it somewhere probably she'll be lucky if she can get to here to church and play it right yeah. but if i can get some stuff at home i can you know if at 10 at night she feels good enough to play a song and record i'm like oh, i'm gonna set up we'll record this mm -hmm. and that's what i feel right now is maybe that's what god wants me to do with that right i mean she's yeah. got a talent he's given it to her for some reason she can't use it in the way that you normally would so what's the point that's yeah. amazing i don't know we're working on it Glory but be to god man it's yeah. true that's it's true right and 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 i again i give all the credit to her on that and to god on that too right it is it is not my doing i've, I've had to learn so much and had to grow so much and had to try to just i i you know I think he put her in my life for that reason. She has that for me because without it, I don't think I'd have the faith I do either. So, wow, yeah, that's amazing. It's it's <laughs> it's it's it is, and it sounds cliche. It's not, when you hear it out loud, it sounds dumb to be like, yeah, and I'm glorifying God for the fact that my wife is ill, and and it just you know completely upended our entire lives and changed everything, and yeah. we don't get you know. But I do, I do. Even though I'm not happy about it, I'm not saying I'm happy about right. it. I still yeah, glorify right. God, though. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, the uh, natural man can't do that. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. They can't. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's truly amazing. Mm -hmm. Anybody got anything else? I think we're about about where we need to be. Quote. What you got, Randy? Randy quote. Something very simple that we've been talking about all night. There's more power in unity than division. Yeah, I'm done. Good one. There you go. <laughs> That's a good one, though. That's a that good, good one. Good. good job, Randy. No, but that is that is 100 percent true. That and is true. What does Satan want? Satan wants all of God's church divided up into little tiny groups, mm -hmm. working their little tiny group together, and no. get, we're getting stuff done. But as I said, what two three podcasts ago, imagine the work the church could do if the divisions disappeared. Oh man! If we were united. Man. One one God, one Christ, one church. Oh, man. The world will be a completely different place. Uh -huh. Now, sadly, we know that ain't going to happen because we've read the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Well, who, who said it that it was uh, one house divided against itself shall fall? Was that? Oh, gosh, that's. Oh, it's some British guy. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but it, yeah, it's. I it's, always thought it was Abe Lincoln for some reason. <laughs> No, I'm pretty certain it was a British person. I think it was one of those. But right, right around the same time period, I think you're right. The house divided itself again. It will fall, and that's that's 100 yeah. percent true, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, we're seeing that real time though, right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. And sure. I know. And the Greeks saw it, and the Romans saw it. It's true. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen their history? Mm -hmm. Oof. And now yeah. look at what we're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I'll leave that there. <laughs> yeah. That, that could be a whole nother hour. I'll right, leave that no, hour right there. Yeah, we, we better stop. <laughs> it's getting late. The storm outside's getting bad. We'll probably get home here. Yeah. Well, right. any, any final thoughts, anybody? Doug, he took my, I'm gone one week. Yep. And he takes it from me. Just, just taking it up. Yep. <laughs> Why, you want to say the prayer, Dan? No, go ahead and pray. No, I prayed last week. Oh, he did. Did you pray last week? Nope. Yep. Okay, I'll pray again. I All prayed right. the week before that. But I'll pray. <laughs> I love talking to God. 
Father, we thank you so much for today, God. We just thank you for the time that we can uh, gather together as men and just discuss things that you've laid on our heart, God, that um, can help us grow in our walks. Father, we just ask that you uh, you bless this on ears uh, for people who need to hear it, God, that, that you already know who needs to hear it and you're going to put there in front of them, God, that, that they can understand something out of our blabbering. Uh, Father, we just love you. We thank you for the opportunities that you put before us. So, you know, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawassi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.